I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. I'm Saskia. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I, and now a guest, talk about the TV show Supernatural. And we're here to wrap up our thoughts and feelings on season 13. We're welcoming a very special guest from our community, Saskia. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm really excited to be here and also a little bit scared. Good. That's the that's the good attitude good. to come in Perfect. here with. <laughs> We're gonna excited and scared are what we are what we aim for in all of our podcast endeavors. Chris, exactly. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay, Jeremy. You know, um, we're 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 burning up and we're ready to go. Okay, um, I'm doing well. Thank you both for asking. I appreciate that. Yeah, that perfect. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> That's great to hear. Uh, if this is your first feedback episode, uh, we are going to talk about season 13 in general. We're going to talk about supernatural in general and kind of where we uh, expect it to go. Chris and I are spoiler free as of this point. We don't really know much of what's happening in the later seasons. Saskia is. All spoiled up. She's she's she has finished the season. I know for a fact. Um, after we get done talking about that for a while, we're gonna we're gonna read some of your comments. I just want to thank everybody for writing in. Uh, we had some really really good comments from all over the place um, and some some really interesting things. So I'm excited to get into those. And a special shout out as always to our patrons over Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, Saskia, let's start with you. Yes. You're in the hot what seat. What do you want to know? You're in the hot. You're in the hot seat. Um, tell us about how you found Supernatural for the first time. Are you a newcomer to the series? Um, kind of. So, um, I've only watched the whole series so far once, and I basically stumbled over it in October 2019. Um, I think I've always been aware that it kind of existed, but the problem was that I didn't like Jared Padalecki. Oh. Um, because I knew him from Gilmore Girls and didn't like him as Dean. And then I was like, I'm not going to watch this show. But it's hard to get rid of that Gilmore baggage. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is. But then, I don't know, like, the years went by, basically, and normally, like, I would be watching that kind of stuff. Um, you know, anything with ghosts and vampires and burbos and whatever. And hunks, obviously. Obviously. Um, I would normally consume, but... I don't know. It took a really long time for me to then get back to it or find it in the first place, I guess. Um, there was a point when I was writing a story about like ghosts and reapers and I thought I need some kind of like inspiration for um, like how do you balance horror and humor? And I think like something between True Plot and Teen Wolf was what I was looking for. Mm. So that was okay. like the first time I was like, ah, maybe, maybe Supernatural. So, but that wasn't enough to get me to actually watch it. And <laughs> something between <laughs> True Blood and Teen Wolf is a devastatingly accurate way to describe supernatural. It really is. <laughs> like it's a completely accurate and will also angry. It would make so many people angry. I think. <laughs> well, but I guess like I mean, if you if you like both shows, then the chance is pretty high that you're gonna like um, Supernatural as well. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not gonna say i don't like true blood i can admit it i'm i'm fine with it i do like true blood um and then i guess halloween was coming around and i didn't really want to do like a whole horror movie marathon like i usually do because brexit really had me down i was like ah maybe something smaller like a tv show with like less commitment where i can watch a couple of episodes or something and don't really have to like care about this as much and how did also, that work like a, out? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> and then there was like a third thing that kind of like subtly got me into this um, that um, an ex of mine at the time had mentioned it a few times and he was like really persistent and I should try it and I started bothering with him that you know if you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Chloe then maybe I'm gonna look at Dirk Gently and Supernatural and uh, well he vanished out of my life but basically Supernatural came into my life so I started watching it <laughs> and you, you, you traded up you traded Hux up I did I did so that's basically October 2019 and I started watching it and I was like oh my god this is amazing um first of all what are those cheats because i don't know if you i mean you've kind of basically grown up with it because you've watched it like over a really long time but if you're in 2019 2020 and you see those genes from 2000 whatever five (laughs) um yeah that was yes they're very striking they're very they're a statement (laughs) absolutely and uh then i was like dean is extremely um not in working order for anything <laughs> like he has so many issues i was absolutely fascinated with that um and i think that's probably true for a lot of people like um they're absolutely fascinated with dean because he's like a very interesting person and he gets so much screen time um and uh i don't know like then my next experience with supernatural was that um like bobby got introduced and i really liked him as a character and started looking up stuff um about the cast and about the episodes and then basically spoiled myself um but not in a good way i spoiled myself by finding stuff about him being a whiskey flask basically (laughs) (laughs) what a thing to find out Yeah, and then I think that's the thing with Supernatural, because like if you're on Tumblr a little bit, um, you, even if you don't follow any of those accounts, you will see Supernatural stuff. Like I used mm. to be um, into like the, the Sherlock fandom and uh, saw some posts about Supernatural sometimes and then got spoiled on things that didn't really make any sense, like angels or like <laughs> Ezekiel, Esgadriel, Sam, or there are alternate universes. And I'm really, like, it's super embarrassing to admit, but, like, in the beginning when I first watched it, I was super convinced that Dean Winchester is going to die at some point and he will be resurrected and become the angel Castiel. Huh. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, I did that, I don't know yeah. Where, I don't know where that came from, just probably from some weird Tumblr post. And I got really excited towards the end of season three because I knew that, like the big thing is going to happen. And in season three, in season four, it's going to happen and we see this. Um, and then we get to the Bond scene and Cassiel mm. gets introduced and I'm extremely confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So I guess that was my like my first bit. How long did it take you to get over the Jared Padalecki hate? Like when 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 was that, when did that turn happen? Did it oh, ever happen? Or has it? Yeah, I should, we should I should be specific. <laughs> oh no. No, no, yeah, I'm like I can appreciate him now as a character. Like I do really like Sam. He has a lot of like um good things about him. Um I really like that he's a bit of like more the um the person who's more in touch with his emotions um in Supernatural, which is good like um counterpart to to dean um 
I do think that sometimes he has really good, um, like little plot bits where he can act a little bit. And I love his interactions with, for example, Rovina of Gabriel and like other characters, but, um, I'm not sure if, like, I haven't seen Jared in anything else, so I haven't watched Walker, for example. And I'm not sure how that will play out. Like, I think he is so good in Supernatural because he has um, good actors that kind of, like, really gel with him. Mm. And that maybe makes it easy to have some kind of, like, dynamic or um, chemistry, I guess. Are you, like, so I know you caught up with the show... Uh, I know you mm-hmm. watched the the season finale and all of that. Um, without going into specific spoilers, I'm just kind of curious what your overall opinion on the show now that it has ended. Like, do you feel like it's been worth the? I mean, obviously, it's only been a few years, or a couple of years for you, but like, it's been 15 for for me. I think for Chris as well. So, like, but do you think it was worth mm-hmm. the time invested? Like, are you? Did you come out of the finale thinking that that was a fun show and I can't wait to watch it again? Um, hmm. <laughs> how am oh. I not going to spoil you now? <laughs> and if you can't um, answer without being without I, spoiling us, you, you can definitely just like pass. Like I, I don't want to get I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. No, so. it's fine. Um, I definitely think it was worth watching because um, like I love the lore, I love the characters, um, and that's not gonna that's not gonna vanish. Um, you know, however the ending happened and. Also, there's always fan fiction, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you know, maybe. Um, oh my god, I forgot his name. <laughs> Jensen Eccles. Dean. <laughs> Sam. No, Jensen Eccles, because you called him Gene. I did. Gene I've, I've called him that twice now for some reason. I don't know what is happening to me. And I have that in my head. So, anyways, Jensen Eccles joking about. Um, Oh, not him joking about, I guess, like, the fandom joking about Jensen Eccles, like, just trying to secure the rights so he can have, like, a six-episode miniseries to oh. take care of everything that's happened. Oh, interesting. That would be that. wild. Yeah, that would be wild. See, I, I would get... I, I think it, it, it... I just I just can't make myself believe anything like that. Like, I would, like, get my hopes up or something for, like, a... You mm-hmm. know, to have a movie or something or some crazy shit like that. So, like, I just... I would have to, like, ignore everything just to make sure that I don't get too excited. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm super, I'm, I'm easily excitable and happy to believe that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the finale taught me that I'm easy to like get into the hype yeah. and then be crushingly disappointed. Oh no! Oh no! I'm, I'm really good I'm at lying curious. to myself about yeah. um, media that I really like. So whether I won't know how I feel about the ending of Supernatural probably for like six months after, um, because I just was recently realizing that I lied to myself about the finale of Game of Thrones for a solid <laughs> few months because I was so excited going into it. I had such a fun time watching it that I just like I had so many fond feelings for the show overall that I just believed that I liked it. And then the more time passed, I was like, oh, no, fucking no, that wasn't what I thought it was. I was lying <laughs> to myself. So <laughs> we won't know how I really feel about the ending of Supernatural for a long time after we finally record on this. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a we'll do a feedback episode. And then like six months later, we'll be doing still be doing commentary episodes. And Chris is like, actually, you know what? <laughs> actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. That's very funny to me. I'm I'm. I really can't wait to see what you guys will think. Um, because, like, especially in the fandom, it's been so divisive. I mean, you've probably seen it on the Discord and, like, the Season 15 channel. Like, people were really 
um, in two camps about it. And, well, I'm still in my camp. Like, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the finale. I'm happy with the series, but, uh, well. That's fair. That's, 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 that's fair. fair. That's very fair. Well, let's get into some, some season 13 chat. Uh, Chris, we were, okay. we were joking earlier in the outtakes that neither mm-hmm. of us remember anything that we have talked about, about season 13 or anything that's happened. Um, while Sasuke was talking, I wasn't listening to her at all. I was looking on the Wikipedia Perfect. to figure out where I was, what had happened. Yeah. That's fine. I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of curious after, you know, a week, because it's been, it's actually been several weeks since we recorded about the finale because we, we did it super mm. early. Where where are you at on season thirteen? Like how are you how are you feeling about it? Season thirteen is probably who I, I feel like I've said this a thousand times about every season. It's one of the most solid seasons of supernatural that we've gotten in years. Um and somehow it, it feels like it hasn't left much of an impression on me. And I don't know mm-hmm. why that is. There's a lot of really interesting stuff going on. The beginning of the season felt like a new beginning in a lot of really exciting ways. Um and yet I felt like we were passing over so many big plot points and so many interesting characters without them ever getting the chance to leave their mark the way that characters in the past did Bobby, Charlie, Joe and Ellen, whoever they were. Um, and maybe just at, because at this point we've had so much supernatural coming before it that it's hard to grasp onto new things. I don't know, but it is weird that I found myself enjoying most episodes, but then not retaining them the same way that I would retain previous stuff. Yeah, so it's weird. It's it's a weird. I, I talked about this a little bit in the finale, but it's it's weird that I liked so many of the individual episodes. But like after watching the finale, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and I, I'm overall positive on the, the series on the season as a whole. Uh, but it's just it, just with the like the insistence on including Lucifer on on everything, and with like abandoning what I feel like oh are God, yes. interesting plot lines in favor of you know let's let's bring back catch evil twin. Nope, gotcha, kicked yeah, you dude, out. What? Um, <laughs> just just some really silly stuff like that. That um, it, it's really easy to kind of get caught up, I think, in like what's going on in the writer room. But like, what is going on in the writers' room with the show? Sometimes, like, I'm just mm-hmm. it really feels like there are times that there's two or three different directions that people are trying to pull the show through. Um, and I think that shows through season 13, just with the amount of random episodes with the kind of lack of a persistent villain throughout anything like Asmodeus mm. came and it was gone. Michael was barely there. And now he's, and now obviously he's going to be around for season 14, but like, I don't know. I thought Castiel would stay gone longer than a couple of episodes, but nope. Season two, episode three, like the dudes are just back all of a sudden. So yeah, um, so, Saskia, I know you just recently watched everything kind of all the way through. Where where are you at mm-hmm. on season 13? How do you feel? Uh, I have so many different thoughts about this because, as you said, it's very, like, it goes in so many directions. I find, as a season overall, it's kind, kind of disjointed. Um, mm-hmm. It has some really good episodes, and there are not really that many bad ones, Um I like when I made my list, like I made a spreadsheet, obviously, and then, you know, gave star ratings. I didn't have that many two star episodes, really. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting, like, character stuff that we get, but we don't really get that much plot stuff until maybe when they get the quest to, like, find all the ingredients for the spell. That That's where it feels to me it really started. Mm. And I can see that. One thing that I noticed when I first watched it a few months ago was that I really missed the music. Yeah. Like, this season 
has such weird music and there's hardly any I mean, it, do it doesn't always have to be like classic rock or anything, but um, there is so little in this season. I find it really strange. And um, they have a few episodes, um, for example, like in Tombstone, when the, when you get the um, the mortician and she has this like 50s rockabilly music, for mm. example, or you have the, um, the 40s film noir episode and you get the Jesse stuff. So they kind of went all out for those episodes, but maybe should have put that budget into something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it is it is weird, and it's something that I don't always really think about until, I, I guess not even when we do the commentary episodes, because those we're still in season one with that at, the, at this time, where we have the music replaced on Netflix. But it is hmm. so strange to think how integral to the vibe of Supernatural that classic rock felt back then even now when mm -hmm. i hear like a random yeah. song that's i've only known from a supernatural episode or the on the other side of it a song that i heard a million times but now only associate with supernatural it's just it it like gets me excited when i hear like acdc i don't really otherwise listen to acdc but when you know highway to hell comes on i just immediately think of sam and dean and it's like yeah. hell yeah uh and so i guess it is it is weird that we don't ever really get that stuff anymore right it's so weird that yeah, you bring up ACDC because that was going to be my example of like Supernatural. Like it, uh -huh. it's only because of the association with Supernatural that I like listen to ACDC songs on mm -hmm. the radio at all. Um, because like mm -hmm. otherwise I just like I grew up with like uh, guys that listened to a lot of that like music and the, I didn't think that was very cool. So I just didn't <laughs> I just didn't want to be associated with ACDC for whatever reason. Um, so it's mm -hmm. it's it's strange. Also the music for like the the original music the the soundtrack is kind of all over the place in general i find like i try to call it out of the mm -hmm. podcast when i notice like some really good work um but for like there were a couple of times in this season where i was just like completely taken out of a scene because the music was so weird or like just kind of just off for some reason to me um and when they when they nail it they nail it like there's a couple of scenes where like they'll pull in some choirs or some like choral stuff that i really really dig but for the most part, like even the original music, I feel like has gone down at the same time that the licensed music has been decreased. So it's kind of a lose lose yeah. situation. Yeah, Did I you, wonder. Go ahead. Um, the scene where Cassiel basically wakes up in that field and like um, looks at his surrounding. Mm -hmm. You know what kind of music they have there? It's a pan flute. And I think okay. like there is no instrument less cool and less appropriate for anything than a pan flute. Yeah. Like when I watched that, I was like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" This is, I mean, it's kind of okay, like for the mood for the mm -hmm. for the show. But if you think like supernatural, that is not a show for this kind of instrument. No, no. and it could okay, be like, like I just you know, it's, but you could try, I guess. But like it, I just some of the stuff like they they really go after it. It just doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, and that's. It's kind of a bummer sometimes because I, I want the show to be super good. Uh, one thing I do think yeah. that has increased uh, just in general quality is the cinematography and the direction, mm -hmm. um, yeah. the blocking, the special effects. Like uh, I, I think if they're if they're using that budget to go using the music budget to go anywhere, like it's going right there, and it's it's very significantly better to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that as well. Like I've seen. Um... It's a few like effects with particle animation for like um, smoke, for example, with mm. either demons or angels. Or then also when, when Lucifer is dying and they have like all the flames and stuff. Um, that looked really good. Like so much better than the wire fight, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know what happened with that wire fight. Something Man. went wrong, clearly. And they just were like, we got to use the footage. We got to just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, we've come this far, y'all. We've spent so mm-hmm. much money on this mm-hmm. one scene, and we just have to get. We just have to keep going. No, absolutely. And um, you know, so go sorry. On. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to say that um, the the main stuff for me is really like character stuff. Um, not so much like meta or world building or anything like that. Um, it's more like, for example, Rowena. Let's look at her. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like. She comes in really late in the season, but I think she does. She has like a kick-ass season this season. Yeah. Um, like the whole scene of her basically like um, getting rid of the bindings that were put on her her magic. The whole scene, because that kind of like also goes into the effects conversation, I guess. First of all, it looks really really cool, and also it's such a like such a symbol of her finding her inner strength and you know her voice and actually like the cantation she has there or not cantation but the the spell she's using. I just put it into Google and it kind of told me that, um, what was it? Um, I'm a daughter of nature. When kissing the moon, give me the voice of liberty. Look away from the soul. I will become invincible. Um, Damn. (laughs) And that's basically what, that's basically what happens to her. Like she cuts, she cuts her throat where her voice box is. The bindings fall off. And then she's basically power unleashed, I guess. Um, which I absolutely love. And, um, she has such a great um, development from being really scared and then having the conversation with um, Sam about her trauma, basically. And then the next time she has to face Lucifer and he attacks her, she can actually defend herself. Like, she doesn't freeze anymore. Um, I mean, okay, she kind of, like, pushes him into um, the alternate universe. <laughs> and stuff happens there. Shit happens, okay? But... Shit happens. Yeah, but uh, she does something, and I, mm-hmm. um, I, I love her interaction with all the Winchesters and also with Castiel. Um, I love that she's flirting with everyone all the time, but that she also doesn't like she doesn't mind killing people. Like she's dancing tango and then just combusts someone. Yeah, it's, I was. That's that's my idol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going through episodes, pulling clips for the season fourteen video, and um, the episode where she's hired or gotten in contact with the two sisters to steal the grimoire back from the, from the Winchesters. Um, At the end of that episode, I've I've forgotten how brutal it was because uh, they're like, the two sisters are standing in front of her and she just like does her spell Mm. thing. And then they turn to each other and they just start literally stabbing each other to death in a very gruesome way. And like Dean Winchester, who has done and seen more violence than probably any man in, in, in this universe, like, turns away and is like holy shit what the hell is going on and like yeah i think that speaks to rowena's like ruthlessness as a character um and it's mm-hmm. fascinating to me that they were able to develop that at the same time as developing this like incredible vulnerability that she's able to share with sam because of their experience with lucifer um and not have either one of those take from the other um like i the the situation she got into with lucifer we talked about it on the podcast of like kind of letting her guard down a little bit and letting him get inside of her head. But like, I can't really blame her for that. Like the dude killed her several times. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it leaves a mark on somebody, uh, both physically and, you know, psychically. So, but being able to see her development as a character and to come onto the good side. And then that whole scene with death, uh, where she is trying to bring back her family to have like the second chance because she's realized the last 400 years of seeking out 
money and power and magic has just not gained her anything like that's really powerful like i feel like it would take me 400 years to figure out my life and i'm about 10 <laughs> yeah. percent of the way through and I'm like i'm nowhere near to like where rowena is so i hope i get i hope i get a, like a long-term spell situation happening pretty quick um, not only do we get a lot of depth with rowena we get a full character arc with rowena but through her we get more depth out of Sam than we've seen in a while. Yeah. And through Rowena, we are actually, it serves the purpose of, of making Lucifer actually seem terrifying. He never is when he's on screen. The show has gone out of its way to make sure Lucifer is not scary whatsoever. Um, but the way that Rowena and Sam talk about him, it gives him mm. a gravitas that, you know, the performance necessarily hasn't. Um, so it's not even just that she's a great character. She's great for the show. She's great for the plot. Um, she might be, like, now that you, you've both talked about her, she might be the standout from, from season 13. Oh, easily for me. Like, that's she, she easily is the MVP of this whole thing because I feel like they, they set Jack up to be this really interesting character and like he's automatic co-star he's not a guest star or anything like that. Like, he's, he is on the posters. Like, he's, he's, he's the guy. But then we don't like we get a little bit of character development from him, but he spends so much time in the apocalypse world that it's all off screen. And like Mary tells mm-hmm. us about it of like, oh, you've won all of these battles and you feel confident. And we get some of this stuff with, you know, his you know kind of naivete with Lucifer and that kind of thing. But like it doesn't interact like you were saying, Chris, with the boys as much as Rowena's mm-hmm. stuff does. So like I automatically kind of like it a little bit less. Like you could put Rowena, excuse me, you could put Jack in his own little world and like his story could be told the same way. Well, I don't really feel that that's true with Rowena right now. Mm-hmm. It, Jack is really interesting because obviously I, I was very vocal about like not wanting this kid to be on the show. <laughs> I just was like, what are they doing? What, why, who, who's this team? What are we, what are we doing here? Um, but I, you know, almost immediately, like I really, really started liking Jack and the dynamic with Sam and Dean and Jack and Castiel too. It, it set up something that we hadn't really seen before. And I think looking back on it, I wish that they had spent more time with the boys trying to be fathers in, in a way. And they, and they do, obviously they play with that here and there. Um, but because I'm, you know, a Sam fan, I, I relate a lot of stuff back to the demon blood stuff and, and using that power for, for good or evil or whatever. And I almost would want to see, the Dean version of parenting with the knowledge of how he dealt with Sam in the past and the Sam version of parenting with the knowledge of how he fucked up in the past. Um, and whether those things conflict or that brings them together to help raise Jack. But then, like you said, we don't really spend that much time in those situations. He's off in the apocalypse world and, and that's that. Um, and I'm sure that there's reasons that they do that, that, you know, budget reasons or whatever it is. Um, also he's incredibly powerful so i guess you can't just have him in every episode solving every problem um but i i would have liked to see them play with that stuff because at this point i i what i like from supernatural are really good monster of the week episodes where they're just gonna you know hunt a vampire and it's just a really interesting case and they have fun or i want character moments like i don't even care about the meta plot as much anymore i don't care about the plot to save the world or whatever i want to know how sam and dean feel about castiel's death or how they react mm. to rowena's new power or whatever like that stuff is so much more interesting than any of the other craziness that goes on did you like well how did you feel when um it was revealed that um sam is going to kill rowena Oh, that was a, um, I, 
I think I, I totally forgot that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> completely forgot about that. That is, uh, I, I, I like that sort of thing, I think, because it's immediately something that I absolutely don't want to happen. But I mm-hmm. think there is enough tragedy and there's enough weight there for it to, to feel heavy. I, of course, <laughs> there's enough weight for it to feel heavy. Good sentence. Um, <laughs> but I think that there's enough of a connection between them and there's enough at stake. And I don't know. They've, they've developed it enough that I'm fully on board with the fact that that could totally happen. And I don't want it to happen. Um, but I could, I could easily read that. And, and again, the tragedy of it is really appealing to me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't want Rowena to die. I want her at the end game. She can outlive Sam and Dean. I don't give a fuck. But uh, I also do. I, I, as much as I hate it, I love it. I think it breaks your heart in the best way, right? Exactly. 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 Yeah. And I, th- I think that's you know that when I when it, they start doing some faded stuff, like when we start seeing Death talk about you know Dean and Sam needing to be there, that they have work to be done, and they start setting up these things, I get a little nervous because when you do stuff like that. Um, I, I get a lot of this from comic books, right? When they imply, like, "Ooh, Cable has a backstory. Like, he's he's he got a mysterious past," and your your imagination can run away with that real fast. And then you realize, like, "Oh, he's like a weird time traveler," and also he's related to Scott Summers. This is boring. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm simplifying Cable's story that that anybody who listens to this podcast cares about the X Men except for me. But um, that's the kind of stuff that I worry about. Is like my imagination with what dean and sam have to accomplish in the last two seasons of the show why sam would be fated to kill rowena and the emotions around that like i'm worried that my expectation was going to out outrank reality in some of that that said i'm I'm exactly with chris where like i appreciate giving sam like a fate because i feel like sam is a character that really works when he's battling against that like we saw a lot of that Mm -hmm. in season four season five there's been a lot of you know i I have to do this, Dean. No, you don't, Sam. I have to do this kind of kind of back and <laughs> forth. But like I still like that. And I think Jared Paddle like he sells a lot of that stuff real well. Like he sells that, that indecision and that and that like worry for am I doing mm-hmm. the right thing really, really well when he when he's playing Sam. So I'm I'm super excited to see what like what that means. Even though it means like what has now become one of my favorite characters on the show obviously has to die in some way. Not that that yeah. means anything, because like she's already died two or three times <laughs> on the show. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, um, I, you know, kind of going off what you said, I think Dean's purpose is to fight fate and, you know, team free will. That's his whole thing. Um, to fight fate, to fight what is what is destined for him, even sometimes when he feels like he has to go along with it or whatever. I personally really like it when uh, Sam tries to fight fate and he fails. I don't know why. I found like his five, his first five seasons arc, I think is perfect. And it's not that he fails, but in the end he realizes all of his mistakes, everything that's led up to this, he has to uh, accept Lucifer and he has to jump into the cage. And for some reason, like that's could have been the ending of Supernatural for me. Sam could have died. And like, not that I want my char- my favorite character to die, but like, I, I yeah. don't know. I just, I like that arc. I like, there's just something, you know, again, it's just the, the tragedy of it, of, of failing um, to, to fight your fate. Um, where, so yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what happens with this, if it's going to happen the same way this time around. What about you, mm-hmm. Saskia? Like, was this, like, obviously you're a big fan of Rowena. Um, like, I think everybody who watches the show kind of has to be, except for maybe Chris's dad. But, like, when you saw that. I don't think that, my dad ever said that. I'm just <laughs> I'm just assuming, like, the way he watches Supernatural, like, oh, yeah, that's that's Jack's sister, right? Like, I don't, I'll just assume that he doesn't even know. <laughs> <anything about her. laughs> wow. I'm sorry, Gary, if you're listening to this. I'm if sorry. I asked my dad what he thought about Rowena, he wouldn't know what I was talking about. That is true. 
I wasn't too far off. But Saskia, what, what did you think? Like, what is like, what did, was your expectation of all of that? Did you was that something that was appealing to you? What is it in the sentence? Because that sentence was so long, I forgot what he said in the beginning. Oh, uh, the Rowena stuff. Like, <laughs> how did you feel when the Rowena, when the, the, Sam's fate to kill Rowena was revealed? Um, I think I was, as you, I was super sad when they first said it, and now on the rewatch, I thought that it's actually quite good because that gives her, like, it gives her an indication of what will happen in the future. And I think she gets like strength and solace out of it because she knows it's not going to be Lucifer. Like you, in the end, um, when they go up against Lucifer, um, she says something, something about that. She can actually do it because she knows it's not him that's going Mm. to kill her. Hmm. And obviously it's going to be, I mean, I already know what happens. So (laughs) (laughs) obviously it's going to be like, gonna be heartbreaking i'm excited i'm excited for supernatural to start breaking my heart again because i think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. um a lot of pain. a lot of those stories like they they got me with castiel dying like they got me in more ways than one like i was really emotional about that whole thing i thought it was really important and then they just brought him back and i was like oh okay wait yeah i think me. and i i feel bad for feeling so jaded about that because and i you know i complained at the time like i, I couldn't really feel it i couldn't like mm-hmm. invest in dean's emotions even though we you know we basically came to the conclusion that like dean lost his lover and so this was so much harder for him to deal with than any of the past things and and i still think that that's kind of an accurate read on that um but I just like I knew he was coming back. I knew they were just gonna do the old thing uh, once again. And I think if they're gonna keep killing characters and bringing them back, I'm sure they just killed Sam like three episodes ago. What's mm-hmm. I don't care about the death anymore. I don't care about the grieving process anymore for Supernatural because they've done it a hundred times. What is more interesting to me is how do they bring them back? What's the thing this time that's gonna uh-huh. go wrong or 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 whatever? Yeah. This you know we had. Uh, Sam brought back by Lucifer. That was a twist that I really didn't actually expect. I knew, knew of course, he was going to come back. But for some reason, I just never even pictured that Lucifer would be the one to do it. Um, And then even with Castiel, uh, that was a really interesting resurrection because it showed uh jack a power that you know jack didn't even know he had um and it showed us the nothing this this place that we'd never seen before and that stuff was all really interesting so even though of course i i i know that the emotion is real or whatever for the characters um i just i i knew i kind of knew it didn't matter and we've seen it all so that's i guess that's probably why i felt so jaded back then i have thoughts about them dying I don't know if you noticed, but um, so it's a scene where they go into the tunnel and then Sam gets eaten by a vampire, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, in that whole episode, is treated like he is a dedicated victim. Like mm. you have that sometimes like on, on like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or whatever, you will have some side character that they will suddenly give a lot of lines and a lot of action. Oh, and yeah. Like they will yeah, bring them yeah. to the foreground. So you don't forget about this person. And then you have some feelings when this person eventually dies. And they did this. Did this. They did the thing with, with Sam because Sam... he doesn't normally get any fucking lines. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, you shouldn't have to do this with your main character. Mm. But they have they have done that. And... I was like when I noticed this I was like oh my god what is this show like what's happening here <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Dean a little bit because I'm curious how you guys feel mm-hmm. about Dean's overall character arc throughout season 13 like we started with him and in, in major grief rage mode we had 
after Castiel came back, I feel like we had probably like elated Dean for quite some time. And then of course, when, you know, they lose Mary and Jack into the other world, he becomes kind of a one mission man. Um, and, you know, willing he was, he was kind of back into his old ways of like, what I say goes, whatever, whatever it takes, we're going to do, uh, Sam, I'm not going to let you die. I'm going to go through and do this. I'm the only one that can do this. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that that never bubbled over to a lot of brother drama. Like every time that Mm -hmm. they butted heads against anything, Sam was standing up for himself and, and, and on most times Sam was standing up for himself and, and saying, no, like this is the way it's going to be for me. Like that we were, we're in this together. Um, but it was kind of disappointing to me that it, we were kind of back to that same old Dean Winchester of him just head down, going towards the mission and nothing else matters at all. And I realized like that's been, most of his life since you know john winchester mm-hmm. disappeared back in 2004 but at the same time i'm i can't help but be a little disappointed that we you know I, I, I in no way shape or form think that him being possessed by michael at the end of this is going to change dean in a significant mm-hmm. way and mm-hmm. if, if we're talking about being jaded about the show like that's that's probably my most if, even though i'm supposed to be the dean guy on the podcast like i realize that but <laughs> um <laughs> And I do. I love Dean. I love Jensen. Like I think that you know, they're, he's, it's a good character, and Jensen is an amazing actor. But it's just the the writing sometimes, the character writing, just kind of fails me. Like he it's can, just. I wish that they could focus on different things about Dean. Dean is yeah. brave. He is selfless. He is compassionate. He's a fucking badass. He's funny. Like there are so many really, really positive qualities about Dean Winchester. Uh, of course, he has a ton of emotional baggage, and he's, and he's an incredibly complicated person. Um, but there are so many really great qualities that make him a great hero. But they don't ever seem to want to like dwell on that stuff or just like let him kick some ass. I mean, of course, it will like you know cut some heads off or something here and there, but. They just want to focus on sad Dean or angry Dean. And I understand, like, he's a character who goes through a lot of shit. Of course he has emotions. Um, and, and maybe that's what pe- that's the side of Dean that people like to see more of. Um, but I wish that sometimes we got to just focus on um, heroic Dean because there, he is very heroic. And there's a lot of really positive qualities that I wish we could spend time on. Um, and not making these selfless des- decisions um, as a a control freak for lack of a better term of, you know, acting like John Winchester and Sammy, you're not going to do this. I'm the one who's going to take care of this. We don't need to have it like that. Meaning like, you know, Sam, if you're doing it, I'm doing it with you. I'm, you know, and being the one who jumps in front of the bullet or whatever it is, because that is a part of Dean. It isn't just a, I'm going to tell you what to do when you're going to listen to me. It's a, a selfless and really caring individual who personally, I'm a little tired of just seeing the negative emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at? Saskia? Totally agree. Um, I feel like, as you said, Dean doesn't really have a lot of modes and um, um, he becomes more interesting if you focus on the stuff that they don't really talk about or just show a little bit of. Like, they impl- like Dean obviously is most interesting to me in his relationship um, to Castiel, whatever that may be, if you're a hello or not. Um, <laughs> but... Like, they imply that they have movie nights, for example, right? Yeah. They watch mm-hmm. Tombstone together. Um, and they have, like, lots of little, like, small throwaways and answers where you get a understanding of who Dean is when the camera is basically not on him. Um, I also found his crisis of faith really interesting that he had going through this whole show, basically. And then um, you have a bit of, like, ping pong between... Um, 
Dean, Sam, and Castiel, because at different points in the show, um, they kind of reassure each other that like they will make it, and then the next person thinks like, oh, will we ever be able to like rid the world of all the monsters? And then in the end, it's basically on Dean because like he's the last person in twenty three that says out loud that they might actually have some some hope of succeeding because they now have Jack. Mm-hmm. And I like that he does have this arc of basically having no hope anymore after Castiel is gone, and then Cass comes back, and then even in the script it says like um, he sees him and he smiles and he's like for the first time in the season he's happy. Um, then he goes down a little bit again before he comes up again. Um, I think I like that quite a bit, but. Then they have some episodes where they use such a weird characterization for him, like Scooby Natural, for example. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hated all the Daphne stuff um, because it's such such a weird, creepy thing. And that's not really who Dean is anymore, I think. Um, but then on the other hand, um, when they... So in Scooby Natural when the Winchesters basically start telling the gang that there are actually monsters and um, they explain to him how they would be able to fight them, um, he becomes more of a leader again and he's seeing Daphne as just a member of his team who's like laying traps or whatever and suddenly he's not leery anymore and he's not yeah. like hitting on her anymore. Yeah. And then that phase ends for some reason and they go back to like all the goofs and everything and then he's back to Lusty Dean for some reason. And I find this so inconsistent and stuff like that really annoys me. But also in Scooby Natural, they hint at him really yearning for maybe like his childhood days when Scooby meant um, like innocence to him. Right. Because he didn't want to tell them that there are actual monsters out there. He wanted to keep them innocent. And I was kind of wondering whether that's what he actually wants for himself. Like if he would prefer that he was living in a world like Scooby Natural where... You know, the most evil thing is basically a property developer. It's yeah. capitalism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, it, I think, <laughs> like, shining a light on that aspect of Dean would have been far more interesting in that episode. You know, and that episode is a lot of fun. But I think focusing on Dean's desire for innocence or, or desire for another time when things weren't the way that they are um, would have been really nice. It would have been an ode to Dean rather than mm. just you know have him leering at, at daphne for jokes um you know with brief moments of, of, of heroism and him being a leader again and which i love when the boys are forced to work with strangers and then there comes a time where they both have to be leaders it's like what it's my favorite mm-hmm. thing it just they work so well with other people sometimes and it just makes them really shine as characters um so to to kind of waste some some of that dialogue some of that screen time on on weird you know, creepy jokes is just, I don't know. It feels like a waste. Oh, and um, that's, sorry, that's another Dean thing I just thought about. Um, They, so, there is, there are several groups, I think, um, from the fandom that buy the, like, the writer's drafts of scripts. Mm. And um, the one for where Castiel basically comes back and they kind of, like, ask him where he's been and he explains about the empty. Um, has been making the rounds on Twitter and then there's a scene that's not in the actual show but was in the script um, where Castiel says 
I came to in a meadow, there was an old windmill with a garden near and a quiet brook. Then I walked here. Sam says, that's where Dean spread your ashes after we burned you. Dean, you like the windmill? Thought it was a real calm, zen sort of place. Cassiel, I did. It was a nice touch. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if you got something like this where you really can see that Dean is someone who cares deeply and he like mm-hmm. he thinks about where am I going to put the ashes of the person I love who's now dead? And I think that that is <laughs> a thousand times more tragic than Dean yeah. punching a wall or, or yeah. Dean running headfirst yeah. into danger, um, which, which, of course, it's that's him processing his grief again. This is a television show. These are characters. This is writing. This isn't real life. And we've seen it a hundred times with the same character before. So ha- like the, that moment that you just described, that's beautiful. And it is so, so sad. Even though at the, the moment that we would have been getting that moment, uh, Cassia would be alive. Dean would be back together with him and it would, it would all be okay again. Um, but just imagining Dean very seriously and thoughtfully picking out a place to spread Castile's ashes is horrifyingly sad and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And why don't, yeah. why don't we get shit like that? Come on. Well, I think they, yeah. the, we... the, the, the thing that I, <clears throat> if you think back to that first episode of season 13, where we got a lot of that, we got, you know, Dean covering Castile with the cloth and, you know, building the pyre mm-hmm. and we got the tears in front of the pyre as he was, you know, <clears throat> throughout the Zippo or whatever. Um, we, we got a lot of that. I just think that, like, I will always take more of that. Like, I will always take more of the relationship building between, and this doesn't, this this goes past, like, a Dusty L thing. Like, just the relationship yeah, building between sure. the characters of, you know, this was a person that, hell, Mary Winchester called Castiel their family, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, this was a person that he took care of. This was a person that took care of him. And the idea that he cared so much for this person and he went out to specifically spread his ashes in a, in a in a nice place that he might enjoy right um it's been wild going mm-hmm. through some of the older episodes pulling stuff for the video because like there's a lot of scenes of dean and castiel in the early days uh just sitting in a park and talking like ever they're not <laughs> fighting they're just sitting there and like they're talking about sam or michael or lucifer or the apocalypse or whatever but they're literally just sitting down and like getting to know one another and i think that having those moments later on like pays off that earlier character work that they definitely did. Like they, they have, they've put the work in to do it and it just feels Mm -hmm. like sometimes they're not willing to like go all the way with it. And I don't know if that's like weird interaction with the fandom because you know, this, the fandom for supernatural is so huge and crazy and insane. Like you can't really ignore it. Like I I don't know how game of Thrones like did it because game of Thrones is a very similar thing, but Mm. I don't know. I I guess I'm Uh, I'm rambling at this point, but yeah, like I'd, I, I will always take these character moments over joking with Daphne or Dean looking lustily at a burger or whatever it is, right? Like, I'll always... It, it just, it seems like that kind of moment would be cheaper to film. Yeah, absolutely. And more, <laughs> and more rewarding. We don't need effects. We don't need monsters. We don't need fight scenes. We don't need chore- choreography. Or we don't even need the goddamn Impala. Like, you can just sit on the set with the 25 sinks in the bunker, and you can have them all talking to each other and just discussing. Like, I would watch a five-minute scene of the three of them just sitting there talking or just... or. Cass and, and Dean even, which just the camera doesn't move. They just talk. They just have a conversation. I would I'd be fucking fine with that if it was good character work. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what bros do. That's not what bros yeah. do, Chris. Yeah. That's definitely that not is, what. That's exactly what bros do. Bros. That is one hundred percent what bros do. Like my that's bro all we just do. FaceTimed me yesterday just to talk for a while, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, all right, man, have a good night. See you later. <laughs> it was it was good character work. 
That's so wholesome. That's so great. Um, I want to bring up one more thing before we kind of talk about our final thoughts and feelings and we get into the feedback. But uh, I don't think you can talk about season 13 without talking about Wayward Sisters. Uh, we've obviously covered it twice for the podcast now. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that a, a lot has been said about like the show's success, about CW. Uh, we got a lot of feedback about like how much you know fuck CW for not picking up the show and, and whatnot, but I, I wanted to kind of focus on the positives that like it even existed in the first place, like that they they pushed and they got it done, um, that they took their shot, they went all out, they did a wonderful job doing it, and then also like I was so blown away that the characters that they introduced um, and the characters that they brought into that had been developed over a series of years, and it actually worked mm-hmm. right. Like I started the podcast not a big Verena fan I was not a big Claire fan Claire has completely won me over and I'm like super excited she's going to be uh, a, a relatively important person in the MCU um, yeah. p- patients being introduced like I was really bummed that they brought back Missouri just to kill her just so that we could have her like granddaughter mm. or whatever like that's a that's a bummer but patience was really cool like her backstory her interactions with her with her father and you know the whole thing with Jody taking them in uh, I, I just all of that stuff is so special in this. And I, I, I just, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to talk about how great that is. Um, even though it does suck that we didn't get more of that, but like they did it, like they fucking nailed it. And that's really impressive to me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I actually, I have to admit that, um, Wayward sisters and patients, the episode mm-hmm. are just in my honorable mention section because I feel like we don't really need to talk about this because it's so obvious that it's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. If, however, if you want to talk about Tombstone, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> the thought I have about Tombstone that I, I don't remember if I said on the podcast or not. So forgive me if I'm saying this twice. Um, Dean is so excited to wear a cowboy hat that I have to imagine mm-hmm. that as a kid, that's all he wanted to do. And like my mind instantly goes into the John Winchester thing of John just being like, no, you can't do that. That's, that's too much or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. you're pretending oh. to be an FBI agent. You might as well pretend to be an FBI agent. Where's a cowboy? Why hat. Don't, like let the why dude don't we live. Just let's let him have the hat on. <laughs> let sometimes. him have why the hat. Yeah. <laughs> why can't he just be in the bunker wearing the hat sometimes? Sam's not going to fucking say anything. <laughs> dude, if, if, if Dean is like, Dean should go to the bar and like get out of the Impala and put on the cowboy hat and like fucking strut up into hustle some pool like he should be doing that at 40 years old and i would support him for it mm-hmm. i got you mm-hmm. i got you dean winchester i got your back <laughs> unbelievable i'd be happy well let's talk about some some final thoughts and feelings Saskia. We'll, we'll, we'll start with you about your kind of overall feeling and and like i was going to ask you what you were excited about in season 14 but you already know everything that happens in season 14 so you don't <laughs> it's a bad question we'll ask chris that in a minute but like we're like after rewatching all of this, like you know, is it in one of your better seasons? Is it one of your worst seasons? Like how how do you, how are you how do you feel about it? Um. So since I can't really remember anything that happened in season one to twelve, I'm just gonna say that I really enjoyed thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, like, I don't want to say it's my my favorite season because there. That's also a thing. Like, I don't really think in seasons. I think more in like. Um, like, like smaller plot lines or like character arcs or something. Like, I love Human Cast, for example, or I liked Solar Sam um, and that whole thing around it. Um, so that's why season thirteen is a little bit weird to me because it is so all over the place. Um, but I want to say, like, overall, in quality of what we get, it is super entertaining and it has a lot of 
good character moments that I really enjoyed. Um, it has a lot of DSTL that I also really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely not their best season. But it's a quite good one. Chris, how do you feel? How do I feel about season 13? Yeah, really solid overall. Again, like I said at the, at the front, um, I found it, it leaving less of an impression on me than, than maybe previous seasons, um, for better or worse. Which is, again, it, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I think part of that is just the circumstance of, of the world that we live in right now. Um, it's 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 hard to maybe fully appreciate the media that you consume when consuming media is all you've been able to do for a year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> life has been strange. Like, de- you know, depression comes and goes, and it hangs over you, and it's like, it, and it can sap some of uh, some of the joy from from the things that you love. Um, so I do think that that has colored Supernatural a little bit for me this last season. But overall, um, they've introduced a lot of really interesting stuff for season 13. I think part of that was um, would have been more interesting to me if I didn't know the big twist at the end. Um, and if there was a far, far less Lucifer. I would I would prefer just the, oh, yeah. the you know, off-screen threat of him rather than actually having him be around all the time. Um, you know, there's obviously things I'd change about it, but... Overall, it was very solid. Um, and even if it never really struck a, a strong tone one way or the other. Um, and I'm very excited to see what happens in season 14 because I have no idea whatsoever. I can only assume uh, uh, Michael Dean is, is going to he's gonna have his little cap on for only two or three episodes. And then he'll probably <laughs> just be back to regular Dean. I don't know. But that's how these <laughs> things always go. Uh, <laughs> Demon Dean was a tragedy it was cut short too soon too we should have had demon dean for fucking 25 <laughs> yes. episodes make that Definitely. long season because it was so goddamn exciting um but who knows i i don't know what's going to happen next and i'm and i'm excited to see what that is yeah the the stuff that i have been spoiled on is supernatural like doesn't make a lot of sense out of context so i'm i'm really excited to see if they're going to continue like the good cinematography i think that they they did do good character work this season um it, it not it wasn't always great and it wasn't for everybody but like they did do some of that so i want them to see i want to see them get better at that um my it's 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 so weird i keep going back to this it's like it's such a situation where the sum is just less than the parts um i i i really like a lot of these episodes i'm scrolling up and down the list and going oh yeah that one's fun that one's fun that one's fun and then when mm-hmm. i think about it i'm like but man mm-hmm. they were so much fucking lucifer like they're so like the lows were so low that it pulled. It ended up pulling the whole thing down. Um, I, I just I'm, I'm ready for no Lucifer. I'm so excited about not having Lucifer. I'm just excited about it. Like I'm just I'm just ready for it. Uh, so I'm it's I'm so conflicted on season thirteen because I I feel like I should like it a lot more than I do, and I don't even not dislike it. It just ends up kind of being in a, a weird middle place for me, and I don't I don't really quite know how to explain. It. I don't know how to wrap my head around it sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. Do you sometimes think that um, if Lucifer wasn't Mark Pellegrino, that maybe we would feel differently about season thirteen? I think you could put the you could put almost any other actor in that role, um, and it would be improved for me personally. Just knowing what I know about that dude and how he conducts his personal life. Uh, that said, I think the writing for Lucifer in season thirteen and season twelve has been so abysmal. And so shockingly mm-hmm. yeah, shitty, obnoxious. Yeah, that I, I mean, you could put a really great actor in that, and like you still don't get to develop the character. Um, you know, you th- you think about like his entire weird arc, and like at the end, basically begging Jack to go with him into space so that he could, 
which you know was going to happen. Like he's going to, he was going to steal Jack's power at the f- first opportunity he had. Like there was no question yep. in my mind. Um, I, I just, I, I really feel like he was somebody's baby and they, they, they really wanted him around. Uh, and occasionally like every once in a while, like they would make him like actually spooky and interesting, but it was so brought down by everything else that he did and was that, he just kind of became an, an everyman. Like he was less sp- scary than Crowley at certain points, and Crowley is just like a random mm-hmm. salesman demon. <laughs> like that shouldn't be happening. Hey, right, right. I'm currently wearing my Crowley 2020 T-shirt. Okay, no shade. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the well, yeah, no, no shade just, ever to Crowley. Like, I would, I would. They just. Gi- I'd sorry. give up a thousand villains to have Crowley back. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, High five, kids. Any last <laughs> thoughts before we we get into some? feedback um yeah I, f- I found another thing on my list that i thought maybe it's worth worth mentioning sure um, let's hear it sam is a bit hit and miss at therapy did you notice hmm. like when they give him something to do it's usually um talking to people and you know being empathetic and relating to them and he's really good at that with like jack and rowena but then mm-hmm. he's really shitty to gabe and just tells him to pull it together because yeah what the fuck also, was that <laughs> he's also there because his family needs him and you know he doesn't want to but that's his job and his destiny or whatever i find that really scary and really sad about him um, it just seems like they don't care thing. they just don't care <laughs> They just write no. whatever they need for Sam. Um, and they, Definitely. they, what, what was the term you used about him? Uh, the victim, something about how they, like I don't dedicated know. Dedicated victim. Yes, yes, yes. That's like, <laughs> that's just fascinating to me. But sorry, continue what you were saying. Um, so that's a thing that I found slightly worrying about Sam. And then another worrying thing is Cass. We haven't really talked about Cass apart from him dying and coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a point where it, he is basically um, a torturer for Dean. Like, he tortures people for Dean by force-reading their mind. Yeah. And in the same episode, we have, like, alternate universe Cass doing the same thing to A.U. Charlie. And we know, because he explains it to her, we know that it's, like, super painful. And it's basically, like, eradicating her mind. And, you know, he will just, like, get all the thoughts out of there until her mind is basically nothing anymore. And now we know what cast it to Donatello. Mm. Isn't that scary? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Castiel being on kind of a, a weird, um, not necessarily revenge kick, but like, you know, I, I, I have the ability and I, I think I, and being ruthless Castiel is very frightening to me. Like, I think he yeah. is, it could be extremely frightening with the use of his powers and with his goals um, and like, him trying to recruit Gabriel into being like, let's go save heaven is fucking terrifying. Like I can't imagine Gabriel in front of <laughs> the throne of heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like that's terrifying to me. I mean, the desperate, I guess. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. There's only like 12 of on them. On the right? upside. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but on the upside, Cat now correctly uses sarcasm. That's true. Yeah, it's true. So, that's true. <laughs> he hands out so much snark in that whole show. I was so happy. Like every time he and Lucifer basically meet, he is so mean to him, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Castiel just absolutely not having the fucking time of day for for Lucifer whatsoever in any of these scenes was was definitely a highlight. Um, Castiel felt like the audience on that. Yes, <laughs> um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, 
which was great. Um, I, it feels like Castile had a lot of really, really strong moments throughout the season, and then they would just put him off screen for like six episodes. It's another case of where's Cass? Um, and I and I think they lose some of that. Like I keep forgetting what Cass is even up to half of the time because he's just he's off in Texas. He was off in Texas, Christopher, <laughs> and they don't even and they don't even tell him when they find what they're looking for. It's just it's so yeah. weird. I don't know. He's in Texas, and then he says stuff like "Howdy, Porter." And not yeah. obliged, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Does he call himself Val Kilmer in the Tombstone episode? Yes. Okay, That's, oh, I, oh I thought God. I remembered yes, that. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's very funny. And to me. Dean, like you see Dean's face falling because it's like basically like the whole um, upside down FBI badge thing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they're basically like a married couple in that episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very I good. Yeah, that, that's that's really fun to me. Um. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And um, okay. everybody, we're going to come back. We're going to read your thoughts and feelings and questions uh, about season 13. Uh, and we will be right back after this musical break. Welcome back, everybody. We're back to talk about your feedback, uh, your thoughts and feelings. Saskia is still with us. Thank you for sticking around, Saskia. We appreciate it. Um, Chris, I have you first up. You ready to start Hi. us off? Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, let's do this. Okay. Our first piece of feedback comes from our friend John, 99 Dexterity. Uh, the message is, Asmodeus sounds exactly like an evil Jeremy. Which is the worst insult that I've ever been given in my entire life. So, Jeremy, <laughs> let's hear Evil Jeremy. Let's. I mean, let's, I can, uh, like, like, I, I can do draw. a Kentucky Fried Chicken, y'all. If y'all want me to oh, get down there, there. like, I can, I can do it. I can talk <laughs> about stealing your souls and, and 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 reading your flesh of your body. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, but yeah, that's what. He, yeah, he says stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely Asmodeus. So, uh, thank you, John, for continuing to insult Thanks. me on my own podcast. We appreciate this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to out myself. I actually love listening to Asmodeus. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's, I think, you know, I everybody... I love true, true, uh, true Blood. It's the same thing. That's, That's true. true. That's um... true, yeah. All right, Jeremy. You're up, Chief. I'm up. This is from Melissa. Um, hey, guys. I love the show. I'm slowly making through the, my way through the seasons because I'm a completionist and I will listen to every episode. We appreciate that. I really enjoyed hearing your perspectives on the hunks and the series as a whole, and you even managed to change my understanding on some of the good aspects of season six, even if I still think it's the worst season. It's, it's probably accurate. Anyway, I thought I'd throw this headcanon idea that I've had concerning Meg and by association Castiel. 
Back in season five, after Castiel is trapped by Lucifer and Meg is left to guard and taunt him while our hunky boys are trying to stop Lucifer from ensnaring death, a scene when Castiel tricks Meg and knocks her into the ring of holy fire with him, and then he uses her as a human meat shield to walk her over to freedom. <laughs> a human meat shield is very good. I always wondered if because Meg's demonness was pan fried into that particular body, if that would explain why Meg was forever represented in that body, and not just because the actress was hired back. It's just this idea I've had kicking around because there is one scene later in season six when Meg tries to escape, but she can't smoke out of her body and looks surprised. You two assumed it was the warding on the building, Clue Masters. But then yeah, I wondered why Crowley potentially would put himself at risk and not allow himself to smoke out in case of any sort of danger. I felt like the Holy Fire was a more interesting answer and also an interesting character development of Meg. Sorry about the rant. It's just an idea I've had for years while watching the series. I was always curious that if it was the reason why Meg grew and changed no matter how small it was... She did change, and by her end, I dare say she held affection for Castiel and the boys. Maybe being locked in her own mm. body reminded her of what it was like to be human and to be vulnerable, to have emotions and being forced to deal with them. And by association, the parallel can be made to Castiel, and that's why this headcanon has been stuck in my head for the last decade. I feel like this is a really cool idea. Like I, I love it. I do, too. I, I, I really like this idea of literally trapping a demon inside a vessel even though it's super bad for the Seared vessel into a de- into a vessel by holy oil onto yeah, it that's super cool right kind of like that's that's kind of awesome of uh like it feels like something that another demon would do to somebody um yeah. so i'm 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 <laughs> super into this what about uh, y'all am i up next is that me oh yes i'm into it all right am i okay. next jeremy sure thank you I melissa never, um thank you melissa you know the thing about doing a podcast is you can record 200, 300 episodes. You're still, you're still not going to know how to record a podcast. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. This next one comes from Sarah. And Sarah says that they are going to attempt to stay spoiler-free for us. Okay. Um, let me pull up the page. Excuse me, everyone, while I operate a laptop. Okay. Attempting to stay spoiler-free for you. I turned to your podcast after watching the final season. I'm really enjoying jumping around and listening to your commentary, mostly on season four and 13 right now. Um J.I., so... Oh, (laughs) I appreciate it. Sorry, I forgot to edit some of this. Love to read typos live on air. Um, I so appreciate your take on (laughs) Dean at the beginning of season 13, which mirrored my own and left me feeling a bit vindicated. Uh, Mourning a spouse, exactly how it seems they wrote it. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing your take on the remaining end of the show, but especially the season 15 meta plot. I keep saying they meta'd the meta. Uh, I don't know if you can talk about season 15 to come without talking about the news and developments that came afterwards. Maybe that will be after you watch the season since that is how many fans experienced it in the first place i know for my part i watched the entire thing mostly spoiler spoiler free and then sort of logged on to the internet like troy in community walking into a scene where everything is on fire and he has no idea what's going on silly me i have been wrapped up in volunteering for the election when all that was going on but i now feel i need to rewatch season 15 paying closer attention to the meta meta so maybe it would make sense to have someone read for you and make a decision about uh, what behind the scenes info you should know going in uh perhaps just after you record the episode tacking on background info in the post part of the episode i think it would be really interesting to be able to interview people involved in the creation of the show the way west wing weekly has been doing but i suspect no one can make that podcast for at least a decade uh just writing my appreciation as you accompany me on my first rewatch thank you for being pandemic company uh particularly when my friends haven't caught up yet sarah in new york city thank you sarah um yeah, it's it's a uh, it's certainly going to be interesting because I 
I mostly have the finale of season 15 spoiled for me um, mm-hmm. because people were real loud about it. And uh, I muted like every supernatural word that I could. Uh, and then people were um, trying to talk to me on Twitter and I couldn't hear them <laughs> because I had so much <laughs> muted that I had to undo it. Um, even though I know basically everything that happens in the finale, I have no idea whatsoever what leads up to that. So season 15 is still pretty much a mystery to me. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I left this in here because I was curious about this idea of like needing to know the stuff around the show um, to talk about the show. And it's an idea that I'm kind of like fundamentally opposed to. And this isn't to like, mm. you know, bully Sarah or anything. Cause I think this is a, a good idea and a good request for a podcast. I just, I really I don't like the idea that you like need to know anything about the real world, the writers, the fandom, the actors. Like I I I, I like I fundamentally like I have a basic like repulsion to the idea that I, I just want to watch the show at this point. And I think all of yeah. that stuff is interesting, but I while I'm doing the show, I just want to do the show. Um we we get a lot of people like especially in the feedback episode who will write us to be like actually like and Saskia, you you brought this up at, at earlier with like the scripts and stuff and left left out scenes mm-hmm. um and i really appreciate that i really like looking at that stuff and and thinking about that stuff after the fact but i i the idea of like a trying to seek it out <laughs> is just horrifying mm-hmm. to me <laughs> right like i don't want to read like a, a an opinion article on jezebel about supernatural before recording a supernatural yeah. podcast yeah. um so yeah i just i, I wanted to bring this up because i thought it was a really good idea it's just not one that i want to do at all i'm sorry sarah i'm not i'm trying not to be mean <laughs> i um, i think uh it, it's important for for art or writing or whatever it is, media to, to stand on its own. Um, and you yeah. should be able to look at it for what it is. Now, of course, um, the creator can also, also often come into it, especially if, you know, if something is written by like a horrible person that might affect the way that you view something, um, or whether you choose to view it at all. But I think in situations like this, I, I do enjoy learning fun tidbits here and there. Um, it's i mean of course we're passionate about the things we like so learning stuff like that is always really interesting but generally speaking when i when i watch a thing or read a thing i don't look at what's going on around it um which is probably i guess jeremy and i were we're the same in this regard which is probably why we had never really interacted with the fandom previously because we were just you know doing it we're just watching it on our own experiencing it on our own rather than um being part of a community or anything like that but um I think when you are a big part of a community, it's only natural that you want to 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 get as much information on the back end that you can. Yeah, Saskia, how, how do you feel about this? Like when you're consuming new shows or whatever, are, are you are you jumping in to, to are you jumping into the, like the fandoms and the into the Twitter arguments and everything, or how, how do you how do you handle this? No, no not really. Like um, the last show where I was actually part of the fandom was Shudok, as I said, and that's mm-hmm. like ten years ago, I guess. And I mean, I watch a lot of TV and if I actually would read up on everything all the time, that would take up a lot of time. And I think there comes a point where you don't really know anymore what's canon, what happened in the show and what is just stuff that people theorized about or what maybe was in a script at some point or I don't know what one actor said about another actor or how they did a scene or something. I mean, as you said, said Chris, it's it's interesting to me and I like those little tidbits, which is why I brought one little tidbit and not mm. like a whole theory or something. <laughs> but um I just don't have the energy for that. And I think um for season fifteen I got sucked into it a little bit. Um like I was reading Meta at some point because um it is super interesting. Like there are so many people out there who have 
like so much dedication and will try to like connect dots. Sometimes they are there, those dots, and sometimes they are maybe not. Um, and I love reading that stuff if it's like, I don't know. Um, okay, I can admit, admit it. I'm, I'm a header, so obviously I'm going to read up on this for example. Um, but um, it's like you can really get sucked into this and I could easily see how this becomes just too much at some point. Yeah. So I'm kind of with you there, I guess. Cool. Yeah, I um, th- I think a good example of this is like um, WandaVision recently and like the zeitgeist that was happening around WandaVision where there were so many f- fan speculations and then so much stuff that people were theorizing and trying to pull out of the show that like at a certain point I, I was enjoying all of that. And I love the lore ideas and like the, the week to week format was really, really good for that. Um, but then it became like every single possible aspect of the show had to be something else. Like it had to be related to something else and not just the show. Um, so that's, that, that's like the kind of stuff that I think about when I, I think about like trying to get into the backstage stuff. And then also that's a very good point about like not actually remembering what's canon or not, or whether it's just someone's really good idea or someone's really good pitch mm-hmm. or headcanon or, or what have you. So, so yeah, Sarah, mm-hmm. I hope that was a, a good conversation to your question. Um, <laughs> the next one is from Radix Vita who says, I can't believe just this year I've nearly caught up to you guys from episode one. That is a lot of Supernatural. (laughs) That's a lot of of Chris and Jeremy. (laughs) Uh, Love your show. Been a Supernatural fan from the beginning to the recent end. Without spoiling anything for really sad reasons, your next song should be a parody of Cry Little Sister or whatever it was called from the movie Lost Boys. And then they (laughs) sing Cry Winchester, Thou Shalt Not Blood. Uh, Honestly, it writes itself. Love the show. Take take care. So um, we're not we're not talking about what the next song is going to be but um, we got it locked down we we, we do have it locked down uh and uh, unfortunately it's not this we didn't have this idea so we should you should have sent this like (laughs) six months ago because that would have been the time to do it Uh, okay um thank you for writing in yes uh next one is from Kristen. you know what's always fun is just reading really nice things about yourself out loud to other people i know it's Um, really fun (laughs) i used to be really awkward about it now 13 episodes in i'm 100 percent into this (laughs) Just it's that Scorpio moon. We got that energy, man. All right. Uh, Kristen writes, you guys are amazing. I found the pot, this podcast in 2020 and have enjoyed it immensely. Thank you guys for keeping me entertained while I work on the road. Uh, I'm not current with the TV show yet, nor am I up to date with your show. I'm several years behind, but making progress on both. In fact, I'm listening to your podcast so much that I'm about to catch up with my viewing and will have to watch, listen in sequence soon. The show is amazing. Your podcast is amazing. Keep up the good work. As for where I am in your past, I'm on season five of your podcast uh, and season seven of the TV show. And those fuckers just killed bobby i need a goddamn drink what a bummer cheers idiots i'll catch up to you soon um thank you Kristen. i'm so sorry condolences um we love bobby we always will one day we'll find the new bobby but we haven't quite we haven't quite figured it out yet we'll 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 figure it out eventually i'm sure uh but thank you for writing in uh next up is from lisa uh hello jeremy and chris a headcanon of mine for the dream a little dream of me episode that you might appreciate when Sam has that sexy dream of Bella before she arrives with the dream root, that was Bella testing the root and visiting his dream to mess with him. Did she have some of his hair to make it work? Probably. That's the kind of thing she might have taken in case she needed it later. There was just too much coincidence between her arrival and the dream. She definitely did it for hmm. the kicks and to watch him squirm when she knocked on the door a few minutes later. <laughs> oh, I'm currently getting through two Supernatural episodes a day during breaks from working on my master's in bioinformatics, and I can't wait to catch up to your current podcast Damn. in a few months. Um, shout out to Lisa, because I actually wrote back to Lisa and was like, Masters of Bioinformatics sounds way too important to 
to be listening to my podcast during like you need to settle down <laughs> uh, and then she was very gracious and actually explained what that was because i did not know so thank you lisa for writing in we appreciate it yeah i totally buy that because if if dean had had that dream and then bella walked in dean would have been like what's up girl let's talk <laughs> but but bella would have she would fully know you take one look at sam and you go all right i got his number i know i know exactly what kind of person he is and i know he's just gonna stand there awkwardly and it's gonna make him uncomfortable 100 so. percent, yeah um, I love it. Saskia, do you want to read this next one that's from Tumblr? Um, sure. Um, optimistic audience from Tumblr. What would happen to the Winchesters if they were stuck in Silent Hill? Or if that's not a fun question, oh, no. who would be the who? Um, who would be who if Team Freewell had to do a group costume? So answer, please. <laughs> I think both of these are really good questions. Oh, um, boy, the the Silent Hill thing I think is just fascinating because it it really takes me back. I don't I haven't played Silent Hill. Like I just have absorbed a lot about Silent Hill via osmosis. Mm. But um, do you remember the episode or like the series of episodes in season? I think it was seven, maybe eight, where uh, Sam was like haunted by Lucifer and he didn't know yeah. if he was mm. if it was real or not. Like I kind of feel like you could do a lot of really interesting like dreamy nightmare horror like what is reality kind of I, stuff yeah i think i think there would be a lot of um uh faceless uh sexualized creatures crawling after sam and anytime he uh, touched them they would explode into blood um because he was you know seduced by demon blood and all that shit and silent hill is all about uh, throwing incredibly fucked up shit at you so, dean would would be constantly faced with father figures that he would have to, to <laughs> run from or confront um it would it would be it'd be a lot of nasty shit it would be a lot of nasty shit that they the two of them would face and i don't think it's it's the type of thing that any kind of knowledge or nothing in nothing in the trunk of the impala is really going to help you when you're in silent hill you just have to kind of uh Mm. face your your inner self uh and 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 figure that shit out you gotta go to the trunk of the mind chris to conquer this challenge (laughs) um yeah i don't don't really have a good idea for a group costume I'll, i'll leave that to you guys i don't i don't um Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Who's who? Um, I don't think that be, I don't think you'd be able to talk Dean out of being Aragorn at, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Gimli would have to be Castiel, and then of course Legolas. Is same yeah. Chest. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with Gimli um, as Sam. Well, the other way around okay just yeah just just for the like the, the <laughs> just for the visual gag yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um thank you optimistic audience for writing in we appreciate it yeah that was great uh next up is julia hey guys i'm a new listener catching up on your extensive back catalog of episodes which has been super great over the last few weeks i'm only on your episode five recap episode now so i know i have a long way to go to catch up but something i've been thinking about a lot especially after listening to your season five coverage in the context of having watched the entire show is how early on the show paints Dean not only as Sam's brother, but his parent. If you look at, back at Season 5, Episode 10, Abandon All Hope, the scene of Joe and Ellen's death is mirrored almost word for word by Sam and Dean in the finale. Phrases like, I've been so busy trying to keep you safe that I didn't realize you had grown up, and this may be the last time that you ever get to treat me like an adult, and it's okay, I'm here. Dean saying, I'm not going to let Sam die alone, is exactly Ellen's sentiment when she stays behind with Joe. The show kind of loses sight of this for a little while in the middle seasons, but by season 11, I think they're starting to re-lean into Dean as Sam's parent within their relationship, and it only gets stronger over the next few seasons. Anyway, sorry for the long, outdated message about podcast episodes that you recorded nearly four years ago. Thanks for the interesting and funny conversations. I'm having a good time hearing your thoughts on Supernatural. I um, Yeah, this this is interesting because like this is a bugbear of mine that I, I don't necessarily like Dean 
at this point trying to be the dad in the relationship at all like mm. dean sit the fuck down like you're just as broken as sam is at this point <laughs> y'all are both pushing 40 you need to, you need to act like adults exactly um, i yeah. just would like to say julia thank you for writing in but how dare you remind us of joe and ellen's death didn't need that oh. yeah. didn't need that right now <laughs> needed a warning there <laughs> cold please <laughs> trick a warning Any oh thoughts? is it me uh, is it me oh yeah Okay. okay, this one comes from Skylar. They, them. Uh, okay. Hey, Chris and Jeremy. I'm hoping I got this before the feedback episode for season 13. Well, you did. <laughs> uh, I'm currently trying to catch up, and I just got to episode 212. We made that many? Yes. Um, the, setup for episode, the setup episode for Wayward Sisters. You both talked about uh, Dean's ping-ponging emotions throughout the season and how much you didn't like it, and I'm right there with you. I wish Dean would either pick a side or that they would have spent more time developing this story to lead up to Dean trusting Jack and treating him like family. It would have been more satisfying uh, than what we got. I feel like this was probably because of there being so many different writers. Uh, anyways, I love the show, and I can't wait to see your reactions to some of the things in season 14, because it gets wild. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think we talked about this pretty extensively in the first part of the show, but um, I, I totally agree with them. Like, that's, uh, like, I, I, I kind of strongly suspect that there's some some push and pull in the writer's room about, like, storylines and characters and being introduced. Um, and I know I just got through talking to a whole lot of Yang about not caring about that stuff, but sometimes you watch the show <laughs> and you can't help but think about it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Sasuke, you want to take this next one from my wife? Your wife? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, your wife is a weird question. <laughs> okay, so Autumn has written in. She says, would Sam and Dean consider metahumans monsters? So for those that don't know, uh, CW is also the home of the Arrowverse, which is like the DC TV universe. Um, okay. Over there, they don't have like mutants like in the Marvel universe. They have metahumans, which are like humans with powers uh, typically given to them by weird science accidents. So um, basically, would Sam and Dean agree that the Flash as a metahuman is a monster and would they kill him? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's too fast. Too much power. They'd kill him. They just they kill witches. It's like. It's like housewives in their living room at book club, as as they're often presented to us. Just kind of like fucking around with magic, and Dean's like, "We have to execute them. We have to kill them. We have to kill them. We have to kill their kids. We have to burn their houses down." Um, so yeah, the Flash, fucking slow down, my guy. We don't. I don't like it. I can't keep up with you. If nope. you're faster than the Impala, Dean wants you dead. Period. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that idea. Uh, thank you, Autumn, for writing in. Who probably just literally heard me say that from the other room. Uh, <laughs> Next up is Dolly. Uh, I was going to put this on Twitter, but I think it might have I might have too much to say for it to fit there. You asked what the fascination is with Gabriel. He is one of my faves, even more so than Castiel. Mm-hmm. Gabriel has the unfortunate distinction of being the brother of some seriously fucked up siblings. Rather than take a side, he rebels about being the goof off, the sleaze, or any number of other names that allow him to remain off the radar of his more passionate and dangerous siblings. They don't respect him, so they would never try to get him on their side. And that gives Gabriel a freedom he might not otherwise have. He's clearly not going to try to be a hero, so they are not threatened by him. Gabriel is probably the smartest one out of all the Archangels. One thing I will agree is, is agree to is Sam's irrational defense of Gabriel. After all, Gabe is responsible for all the months of anguish during and after the Groundhog Day episode of Mystery Spot. He was not only responsible for it always being a Tuesday death, but also for the six months of Dean being dead when it was finally Wednesday and he had to deal with the grief, anger, and frustration of trying to wait, find a way to bring him back. 
um, this made me like vividly remember the end of that episode in a way that I don't normally, but like Sam, that six months where Sam just becomes a serial killer in the last 10 minutes of that episode is really fun. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah, it's, it's fucked really up. fucked up. Like it is very crazy, but I, it, I, I appreciated someone writing in and talking about their feelings about Gabriel because it's something, he's a character that I don't really connect with in, in, in any like significant kind of way. Huh. I used to really okay. like Gabriel, and uh, I preferred him as the trickster because he was just this weird entity that we couldn't really ever like get a grasp on. He was, he was never, he was too powerful for them to ever really make him like a full villain. So he was just kind of in that in between space, and he just fucked with them. Um, and then I did actually appreciate the first time the the, the archangel twist. It didn't see it coming, and it it gave some more weight to him and it explained maybe why he hung around them so much or why he was so interested in what they were doing. Um, but I, I don't know this, this most recent arc with him, I just didn't particularly connect with. Um, at, at first I thought, Oh, that's, that's a cool twist when we suddenly see him in chains in Asmodeus's dungeon. Um, but otherwise I, I couldn't reconnect with him. Well, I think hmm. it, it, okay. to me, it, it went down to the, like, I hate to just attribute this to Buckland. I mean, when it's obviously like kind of deep rooted in the show, but like this, the casual misogyny and sexism of like, oh, mm-hmm. you called them prostitutes and they were porn stars, and so now I'm mentally okay again. Just I, I can't get over some of that stuff. Sometimes it's yeah. it's so mm-hmm. fucking lazy and horrible. So that really mm. is a is a brick wall between me and Gabriel sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I think um, I, I kind of agree, um, but Gabriel is actually one of my favorite side characters as well. Um, because he is just such a wild element there, mm. and you never know what you're going to get. Um, and I totally forgot about him killing Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so m- maybe I should reconsider. But um, I don't know. Like um, I think in this regard, um, fan fiction has really helped me because he comes up there a lot, and um, you see it in the show as well that he can be actually quite caring towards his other angelic siblings sometimes when it suits him. Um, so I wish that in the, at the beginning of season 13, we had seen more of him actually crappling with, or basically dealing with, with, you know, all the abuse that he got mm-hmm. and not have him basically go through the whole thing of being rescued and then snapping back to his old self in just one episode or basically in one episode and maybe like a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super rushed and really didn't feel, um, like good basically watching that yeah 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 totally agree uh thank you who was that dolly um thank you so now we're gonna go to uh julia number two julia number two um Um, is this you chris or me this is you i believe this is me yeah take it because it's like four paragraphs long so get after it yeah um i gotta adjust my okay i gotta adjust my whole body um for reading okay hello guys this is julia it's me again sorry in advance wait is this julia is this just julia times two i'm not is this sure. julia squared i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know julia. I, I try to remove like personal names from this so like i don't try to remove last names and stuff yeah but I guys just... <laughs> when you write into us stop putting your social security numbers in the emails we don't need them yeah yeah, um, yeah. i mean we'll use them but we don't need them so. we will use them um good if dean's taught me anything it's credit card fraud uh, okay hello guys it's me again sorry in advance for the really long message uh i'm not caught up yet still currently listening 
listening to your season eight coverage. Um, but it's been a little disappointing how much you guys don't seem to enjoy season eight. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened in season eight because I remember after watching season season seven live how much of a relief season eight felt uh, felt like. There seemed to be a coherent plot line happening. Uh, Dean got to actually do things instead of just reacting to everyone else doing things. The side characters were showing up and then were weren't immediately dying or being written off the show. Anyway, I'm currently listening to episode eighty nine uh, where you're lamenting the fact that the season seems to have a lot of manufactured brother drama, uh, which was a sticking point for me as well when I was watching live. But you also didn't like the found footage episode from season eight because there was not enough Sam and Dean in it. Uh, And I think that was the issue that season eight was trying to balance. If they allowed Sam and Dean to be friends and work well together, then more of the show would be focused on the other characters, such as Cass, Benny, Kevin, random side characters, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which some fans would not like at all, unfortunately. So they had to create random brother drama, even though it made little to no narrative sense uh, for either character or their established characterizations. Um, the show definitely goes through some growing pains during season eight and beyond, but to make this actually relevant to your current supernatural watching and discussion, I think by season 11, 12 and 13, they figured out how to create uh, more of an ensemble cast and less uh, absolutely ridiculous brother drama. I personally really love when we get to explore the relationships that Sam and Dean have with other characters and episodes, or, or when we get to explore those characters motivations more fully, such as the perspective episode from Cass and season six, the man who would be King or celebrating the uh, life of uh, mm-hmm. Asa. Mm-hmm. Asa, mm-hmm. How, is what is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason I put that we four paragraph. Song about this. <laughs> um, anyway, do you think that season thirteen is able to find that balance between characters? Uh, you absolutely don't have to pull this uh, in the upcoming feedback episode if you don't want to, since it's mostly concerned with season eight. No, that's okay. Uh, you don't have to respond to this. We are going to. I just needed to get some <laughs> thoughts down in writing. Uh, thanks for the for a fun, fun podcast. Um, I do. We do sometimes contradict ourselves like that, right? We don't want yeah. needless brother drama, but we also don't want Sam and Dean to take a back seat. And then sometimes we think, let's well, Sam and Dean take a back seat if it means having more interesting characters. Yes. I think season thirteen in particular is playing with that idea, um, for better or for worse. They are introducing a lot of players. We have Jack, Mary, uh, Bobby, Hell, Catch, Charlie, um, and then we've got Lucifer, Castiel, Sam and Dean, of course, um, and uh, Rowena and uh, Gabriel, and the, you know the, the list goes on. We have a lot of characters. Um, sometimes I wouldn't. I think I, it would probably be better to focus on them. <laughs> It's um I I like this idea of because uh, this is something we complain about a lot, which is manufactured brother drama. Um, and mm. I typically try to really like the episodes where they don't Sam and Dean are not the focus. I think we've had some really good ones. Um, the the werewolf episode in particular, I think, was bad for a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons was that you know Sam and Dean weren't in it a whole lot. Like when we do those kind of episodes, like I, I, I need, I need to see Sam and Dean doing more stuff than they got to do in the werewolf episode. And then also I just couldn't get over that. She made like a whole fucking eye movie to leave for Sam and Dean. Like that just cracked me up so much. Like it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I'll never get over it. Like I spend hours creating Winchester supernatural music videos. I'm just imagining the work that went into all of the editing. And that just cracked me up so, so much. I can't, I can't get over it. So. Anyway, yep. Um, yep. thank you for writing it in. That we we very much appreciate it. Yes, yes. Uh, next up is Simone, our former guest. I think season twelve. Did she was she on season twelve? Think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hello, boys. I wanted to write in because as I was listening to one of your episodes, I had an epiphany. I've watched the whole series and sadly didn't realize during my first watch, which is okay because I'm listening to you guys and doing a series rewatch now. So this probably is neither cool nor enlightening for anyone else, but it just dawned on me. I was always a fan of Sandwich, platonically, and I've always been a fan of the relationship Dean had with Castiel. 
their bromance Crowley's unrequited or excuse me Dean had with Crowley <laughs> sorry uh, their bromance Crowley's unrequited love etc but I didn't realize just how much those relationships parallel each other they're like literally almost the same I always saw Dean and still do for the most part as usually having more supernatural relationships outside of Sam supernatural creatures tend to be drawn to him as he is mostly as he's most drawn to quote the life and Sam has always been the more reluctant but never realized how similar the two relationships are Sam believes in Rowena to an extent and out of team free will she seems to be closer to Sam as Dean was to Crowley Crowley sometimes led Dean to make questionable decisions as Rowena does to Sam and as much as Dean threatened Crowley, he had plenty of chances to kill him and never did, as opposed to Sam straight up cornering, trapping Crowley to do just that. And when Sam is destined to ki- and while Sam is destined to kill Rowena, at least for now, we know that there is no intent to do so. It was a cool epiphany mm-hmm. for me because it was just cool that they each had their own dark buddy outside of each other and their love interest, i.e. Kaz and Eileen, <laughs> and, <laughs> and how similar those relationships were. I'm glad we have both of those relationships in the show. P.S. Podbean is we, still if, cozy and warm. Thank you for all you do. Great, great. Uh, if only we could still have Crowley and Rowena at the same time. If only. If only. I like this idea, though. I like each of them ha- do having a dark buddy. I like the idea of a dark mm-hmm. buddy in general, though. So, like, I'm... I mm-hmm. I will I want a dark buddy. Maybe that's you, Chris. I will, yeah. Chris, are you Give my dark a, buddy? I, yeah, yeah. I'm your dark buddy <laughs> okay, for sure, cool. dude. I got I got a lot of issues. I'm your dark buddy. <laughs> Sasuke, you can be our dark buddy too if you would like to. <laughs> okay, that's fine with us. It's We're like okay. it's like it's like the uh, in, in psychology that was there's the shadow self, right? There's mm-hmm. this this. Yes. It's same thing. Dark buddy, shadow self. It's just it's the same thing. I love it. Thank you, Simone, for uh, writing in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Is it me? Sure. It is. Is you. it me, Father? Am I next? Oh Lord. Um, okay. I don't, <laughs> a, I don't know a, what that was. Getting a little loopy now. Huh? This is Ooh, longer than we used to record. Let's rock. <laughs> the fever's really burning through me. Okay. Uh, this one is from Riley. Season thirteen listener response. Okay. Uh, Scooby Natural aside, the most standout part of season thirteen for me was having Arena come more into our own. Amen. Uh, I liked her before, but they really knock it out of the park with her this time around. Likewise, I had seen promo images of a fourth young hunk before getting this far and was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed Jack. Mary, Jack, Rowena go uh, to show that Supernatural was right to add new characters this late uh, into the run instead of just rolling out old favorites they don't have ideas for, uh, halting or reversing any possible character development. Uh, Cough, Lucifer. (laughs) If you are going to have him change after making amends with God, set up his own cult of followers or be serious about ruling heaven and instead uh devolve into the most boring kind of evil for evil's sake why did you even keep him around a man mm-hmm. good question riley so gosh totally sorry agreed. that i punched the desk that's not fun for anybody but okay. um yeah no i think that um even if right now things still feel a little bit scattered i love that we have brought in so many new characters um and i hope that they continue to uh improve on these relationships and these characters that's Beans the thing too. that supernatural does so well um their side character creation is so great most of the time, and then mm. they really don't do anything with them. So it is <laughs> amazing when they do actually do something with them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, next up is Victor. Hello. First of all, I want to say this is my favorite Supernatural podcast that I've seen. Mine too, Victor. There's surprisingly a lot, <laughs> and none of them have been this funny and unique. God, I love it. Victor, you're on, you're on the good side right now. Hey, hell yeah, Victor. I'm so excited to get up to date with the podcast. I'm on season 11 right now. Now, here's my question. Who's your guy's favorite character and why? Mine is Castiel, and if I put every reason I love him, this would be a very long message, so I'll just say one. He's very relatable, especially when he becomes human. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I have a really hard time narrowing down a favorite character because like my 
my canned response is always like Dean Winchester, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the going back to the side question conversation that we were just talking about, like looking at Rowena now, I'm like, is Rowena my favorite character on Supernatural? <laughs> like she's so yeah. cool and she's the best dressed <laughs> and she does magic and she has hair mm. that's awesome. Like I don't, so I'm gonna go Rowena at this exact point in time because I'm super Good. excited. Good, because my answer is just Sam. You know, Sam is uh, the big hunk of uh, uh, failure that I guess I, I see myself <laughs> as in some way. So that's, I've always related to Sam that way. And I've always been interested in his arc. Um, again, be, I think the failure thing is, is a big part of that for me. Um, so yeah, Sam's my favorite. Huh. Okay. Because he's a loser. Um, oh, come on. Because <laughs> he's your dark buddy. <laughs> he's my dark buddy. Okay. What about you, Sasuke? Me too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do I have an opinion? Uh, I think like, um, I agree with Victor, like, I feel closest to Cassiel, I think, like because personality-wise, I guess we have some overlap. Um, but I want to be Rowena, actually, <laughs> and maybe check up with Dean. I don't know. Maybe maybe Rowena is <laughs> not my favorite character. Maybe I just want to be Rowena. Maybe that's my that's thing. the thing. Is do you do you like this character? Do you just want to be them? Yeah, in love with them. You know, those lines are, yeah. are easily blurred. It gets blurred very. It gets very blurry very quickly. Um, but thank you, Victor, for writing in. Uh, next up is Chrissy. Hi, Chris and Jeremy. I am I am bad in, at introductions, so I will get right to it. When I first watched season 13, it felt so alien to me, and I was unsure if I liked the idea of alternate universes. Especially since the apocalyptic world looked so goofy in the first episodes, I couldn't take it seriously. But in the end, it was a good season, with Rowena's episodes being my favorite. I really enjoyed your discussions on season 13, especially the one with the Sam rant. <laughs> he is such an interesting character, <laughs> and considering where he's coming from and what he's been through, it is sad that the writers often don't know what to do with him. I also enjoyed your Rate My Fit bit, since Sam's outfit's also stuck out to me talking about outfits if sam dean cass and jack were your friends from whom would you ask for fashion advice keep up the good work you're the best uh none of the above first off none of the above none None of the above above. i guess dean because i I mean it it is a style (laughs) right he does have a style he has a specific style um and that is that's something sam i don't know what sam's because it's not like sam looks bad you know he's got some good fits but what are, what's sam's idea like what is what is he like dean is going for a look dean knows what he's about yes um mm-hmm. sam i just like does he buy just like what he thinks is fashionable does he just kind of pick up stuff that fits like is that you know so it's tough with him castiel has one outfit um He's the only character on the show who, like, really just has a costume. So um, I'm not asking him. And Jack, you know, I don't know. His, his style is a little bit too, like, youthful for me. So I guess I got to go with Dean. I got to go with Dean. <laughs> okay. Dean it is. Saskia? I, I was just thinking, like, I'm not going to ask Jack. He's, like, a six-month-old who dresses like a 60-year-old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just dressed in beige all the time. Um, yeah, Dean. Dean. Okay. Dean. Dean's the fashion icon of Supernatural. You heard it here first, everybody. Hey, hey it is what it is. <laughs> Thank you for writing in, Chrissy. Uh, Chris, I think you're up for Clarice. Clarice, okay. Uh, pardon me while I scroll. Okay, dear Chris and Jeremy, since finding your podcast last year, I finally caught up midway through season 13. Though I was looking forward to being able to keep up to date with you on a weekly basis, I find myself oddly bereft as I've lost my daily ear friends. On a positive note, this is leading me ever closer to joining Patreon for additional content. Concerning the last episode, I was surprised that Chris didn't uh, like Michael in Dean's outfit in the final scene. I had canon that since arriving in our universe, Michael has enjoyed binge-watching Peaky Blinders, has become really really 
invested in fandom and enjoys cosplaying as Tommy Shelby. Uh, with this in mind, if you were to cosplay a supernatural character, not Sam or Dean, who would you choose? Uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on season 14 and the new theme song. Uh, Winchester Payne is a constant, enjoyable earworm with best wish- wishes. An old man, I still have my original Xbox, which I only bought so that I could play Buffy. <laughs> Hashtag not a gamer. I didn't even know Buffy was a video game. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know who I would cosplay as. Hey, I think the the easy answer for me would probably be like Castiel because I have mm. relatively similar hair and like it's a trench coat like it's pretty easy to rock out. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Castiel's a good one again because he has a, he has a solid costume. Yeah. Um, if hair if hair isn't a question, um, I mean obviously I could never dress as Rowena, but she does have some of the funnest costumes Dude. in the show. Do you remember that episode where she so showed that's... up in the blue dress with the blue fucking cape, looking like a baller? Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you know my answer is just gonna be Rowena. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sasuke, do you same, Chris, same. Okay, we got but two. also, but also Claire in Wayward Sisters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when she does like the the pizza delivery thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, um, as far as as Peaky Blinders, I don't really know anything about it. I don't. I just don't like the name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chris is going to come out. And you haven't outed yourself. You've only told me this. You haven't told the podcast this yet. You, you sure I you want to out I, yourself? I, I, yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I fucking hate the name of that show. I don't know what it's about, but I fucking hate it. And I used to see Instagram posts that'd be like, uh, "Comment down below, most manly thing you've ever seen." And then it's like four pictures of Peaky Blinders. I'm like, what the fuck is this show? Why is it called that? <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Comment down below the most manly thing you've ever seen in, in Peaky Blinders. Um, <laughs> Please don't do that. We don't care. We don't care. I <laughs> see. This is why I like. I can't look online at stuff. I just. I'm just. I'm horrible. I just get upset about everything. I'm the worst. <laughs> true. Chris will randomly guess, text me I, like, "Have you seen this?" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "This is making me mad." And I'm like, "Why?" This is making, yo, <laughs> fuck that TV show. <laughs> like what? You've never even watched it. Why do you? I just get. I get momentarily really worked up about nothing, and then I just it goes away from my mind um anyway thanks for uh, it again <laughs> next up is uh megan um who i want to give a special shout out for twitter uh at dean snuggles because uh they were responsible for um just randomly posting videos of the podcast i think and randomly talking about us and like overnight we had like 20 or 30 followers it was really yeah. really it was a weird experience um so thank you very much for sharing the podcast around it was really appreciated i know a lot of people yeah, do that thank and I, I would I'll thank you as well but yeah um hello podcast dudes hope i got in under the wire for feedback i'm only on season 10 of the podcast but i skipped ahead to listen to the first half of season 13 to chime in 13 is my is in my top three seasons of the series so i was glad you guys seem to be enjoying it as well hopefully she didn't quit the podcast in this first half i think the beginning of the season (laughs) has the strongest and most emotionally consistent string of opening episodes than any other season besides season two usually in supernatural we get two or three strong episodes to start us off then the boys seem to almost completely forget about the meta plot and whatever emotional ramifications it's had on them for a string of decent to poor monster of the week episodes in season 13 they break that mold by really diving deep into the loss of Cass and mary and the struggle to deal with jack i remember watching live and being shocked at how far we got into the season before there was a boring or bad episode even the buckling episodes were on the decent side i know dealing with dean's grief and lashing out is nothing new and can be tiresome when it seems like they were retreading the same ground every year or two but i really felt with the change in writing staff in season 12 that this cycle of death grief and resurrection was done with purpose and true character growth, which I hadn't felt since Bobby's death in season seven or John's in season two. I'm curious if looking back at the beginning of the season as a whole, either of you feel similar in hindsight. 
I also think the addition of Jack is one of the best decisions of the later season. He brings out a different side in each of the three lads, and it's refreshing to have new character dynamics to work with after 13 years. I also really appreciate how the drama and angst of the season doesn't seem forced or contrived and isn't driven by secrets and pitting the brothers against each other. Supernatural is at its best when the boys are working together, and I think they've finally taken that to heart. Of course, I think the grief arc, as fandom sometimes refers to it, to it is the strongest and most purposeful canon evidence we have so far for a romantic interpretation of Dean and Castiel's relationship, especially when comparing Dean's grief to Sam's. Anyway, this last era of the show is quite possibly my favorite, so I really hope you enjoy the next two seasons as much as I did. Thanks for the entertainment and for facilitating such a fun and accepting Discord group. Uh, you're welcome. Chris and I have very Thank little you. to do with the Discord being as awesome as it is. It's all the pocket friends yeah, every, in Discord. Everybody just fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> we could not have planned that at all in, in, in a million years. I uh, I do agree that like thinking back to the beginning of season thirteen, like you and I both were shocked. I remember talking about it on the podcast of like there hasn't been a bad episode yet. Like what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when does the bad episode mm-hmm. happen? So yeah, um, yeah, it is interesting, and I I wonder. Uh, I full I like at this point fully acknowledge uh, Destiel's canon. Um, I don't know if it's in- intentional or not, but that's what I see when I look at the show. Um, I think not shipping anything really like that, whatever I'm, I'm into games, shows, books. I don't, I just don't tend to ship anything. I just sort of like read and see, see what's going to happen. Not that I don't have opinions on that stuff, but, um, and so I wonder if that keeps me from ever fully like, uh, experiencing some of the things that a lot of the other fans experience. Maybe so. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting stuff either way. Uh, Chris, um, you want to, you want to try this one? How do I, how do I spell? How do I pronounce that? I do not know. I am. I do not know, and I'm so sorry. I, I don't. I don't even. Anka Borksbender. Say it again. Anka Borksbender. That sounds great to me. All right, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, I love your podcast so far. Regarding <laughs> season thirteen try. and onwards. Hey, I'm not. No, I, why would I? How could I possibly top that? You can't. You can't. <laughs> I can't. It can't be done. Thank God we I had Saskia here. <laughs> I know That's what I mean. German speaker here. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> Regarding season 13 and onwards, I would love to hear your take on Jack's storyline and his relationship with the guys. Since parenthood and how bad parents can screw people up is such a big theme in the show, it was jarring for me to see, especially Dean, who always uh, fell naturally into a parental role, uh, fall into the same pattern with Jack uh, as his dad had with Sam without it ever being explored. Uh, compared to what Jody does for Alex, Claire, and Patience, even Sam and Cass, for all his parenting books, treat him as more of an apprentice than the vulnerable child he is. Uh, shown to be and if and it sort of looks like john winchester parenting all over again maybe it's just my hang up but this take on parenting just looks tone deaf compared to all previous seasons it's especially bad in season 14 but it never gets explored all the best i'm looking forward to your next episode um yeah i i it is kind of weird because dean has he's always been great with kids and i think especially i i don't know i can't remember how much dean knew about Cass and jack's um relationship you know before jack was born but like or how much jack meant to castiel or the idea of 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 jack growing up to be a good person meant to castiel i just feel like Hmm. if dean was aware of all that he would have treated jack differently i think Um, he he should have treated jack differently i think he was aware of some of it and like he reacted very strongly in a negative fashion towards it like he Mm -hmm. thought that jack was actively like subsuming castiel's will like he thought that this was an evil force being brought to the earth and that it was doing whatever it took to be- actually be born into the earth, right? So like he thought that if this was real at all, like that it was very, very bad and the, and the kid shouldn't even been born. Um, 
and I think that like he has taken a long time to shake that, and we we see that happen over season thirteen, which I, f- I feel like is actually kind of interesting for Dean. Like at the in the last episode, he's like, you know, we have we have Jack now. He we maybe we can actually like retire to the beach now that we have like a grenade launcher that eats pizza. Um, I <laughs> it's exactly what Jack is described as in the official art. Just go go look, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, I I think he did know. Uh, so I you know I. I don't know, man. I I I get these. I get John Winchester vibes all over the place when Dean is talking to just about everybody. Like I I see like I I don't know if it's just my hang up with my own father or whatever. Like I I've worked out most of those issues in my life, but like I don't know. Like every time I I look at some of the relationships that Dean, I, I always kind of can see it through a prism of the shadow, well prism and shadow, but see it through the shadow Damn. of John Winchester of, you know, that dude's effect on everybody. Like the, the example that I made earlier, which is like John Winchester probably didn't let that dude wear a cowboy hat. And so now he's like ridiculously excited. Anytime the world <laughs> now gives he's him, weird. Yeah. Now he's weird about it. Instead of just being a guy that wears a cowboy hat, which is totally okay to be that guy. So yeah. when you're, when you are handsome, you can do whatever the you fuck whatever you want. want to, dude. It's a Very true. free And free that pass. is something that Dean should have learned. Because if what... Okay, when I went through my cowboy hat phase in my early 20s, everybody <laughs> was weird about it. Everybody was weird about it. I had to stop doing it. But if I was fucking Jensen Ackles, nobody would say a peep. They'd go, cool hat, handsome boy. And I'd say, thank you. And I'd tip my hat. Jensen, Dean, whatever your fucking name is, Gene Ackles. Gene Ackles. <laughs> Wear the cowboy hat. Chris, didn't you also have a cowboy boots phase? I'd still wear them every day. I wear cowboy boots every day. But those, they did go you, under the did jeans. Did you wear both together? I did sometimes. <gasps> oh, yeah. Cowboy Chris okay. up in the chat right now. Pictures? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I do. Um, Let me see. I'll look. I'll look. Let's keep going. Uh, next up is Ella from Australia. Uh, Ella is a recent join from the the Discord. Um, she wrote us a long message, and uh, we have actually covered most of the stuff that she talked about. She sent us a screenshot of the script, uh, the deleted scene, or I guess not deleted scene, but the scene that did not get filmed that we talked about earlier with the ashes of Castiel, which I thought was super interesting. Um, but I just wanted to shout her out to saying like, hey, thanks for for joining. And we I read all of this. And we just have covered like everything that you wrote in about already so thank you for writing in damn all right well shit thank you no thank you for writing in. but i'll I'll take uh the last one which is from claire uh hi guys i'm caught up with the podcast but i'm also now re-listening to it around the beginning of the season nine episodes right now i just listened to the slumber party episode where charlie returns and ends up going to oz with dorothy and this is the episode they introduced the massive garage with all of the cool old cars and motorcycles that the boys Uh. previously hadn't discovered this got Mm. me thinking about how cool it would be if there was some sort of supernatural theme park recreated sets (gasps) rides bigger sense to eat at etc i personally would love to explore the entirety of the bunker especially the boys rooms and the dungeon they have jesus claire (laughs) don't be horny on maine okay this is a this is a kids friendly podcast so my question is what would you like most to see or explore in a supernatural theme park uh also i'm happy you came out as positive on a lot of the episodes in season 13 it was the first season i was able to watch live and i remember thinking that i liked what they were doing with all the changes in cinematography storylines and that the show just felt a little different overall definitely refreshing after some of the stuff in season 12 and of course the season has its low points even before i knew mark pellegrino sucked with the capital s i couldn't believe they kept bringing his character back <laughs> his storyline seems so futile and forced to me but other than that i was a pretty big fan of season 13 anyways love what you guys do very thankful to have a podcast in my life that i want to continually re-listen to thank you for making me laugh thank you for the nice words claire I, I gotta know y'all what what are your ideas for supernatural theme park like what's the what's the what's the ride that you're going to first um 
Okay, we got a we have a haunted house. It's Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. There's just mirrors everywhere. <laughs> okay. Uh some of the mirrors will show you haunting images from your past. Um Oh, okay. <laughs> the production values on this um, all of a sudden went extremely up. <laughs> yes. Uh it's also in Silent Hill to to call back to oh, that. Oh, okay. Um what else do we have? There's the, the racist truck roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Mhm. Uh, uh what I don't know what else. What else do we got? Um, there's a graveyard where you can dig up the grave, and if you find the right one, you can salt and burn a corpse and warm your hands again. Yeah, I love that. Solve yes. a mystery to find the to find the the grave, and then you get to salt and burn the corpse. I, I really dig that idea. And, and it's called grim work. Obviously. And it's called grim- oh yes, fucking a, yes. It is. Excellent, excellent <laughs> job there. Excellent. Um, I want to talk about the refreshments, the the food that's available, because I think you could okay. do, do little candies called nipple play that are just in the. Sh- <laughs> So that's my contribution to this whole thing. But for real, like I, I think the any kind of roller coaster ride with like monsters popping out, um, I think would be super cool. I think that like watching, are you guys from? I can't remember the name of this. It's going to bug me. But um, there's a thing out in Utah that's like the big fantasy, um, like it's 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 a live show that you go and interact with all of the actors. They're all dressed up and they're in character. And you're like solving mysteries. There's kings and queens and elves and all this other crazy stuff. Mm. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the name of I, it. V- vaguely, but I don't know if we have that around here. Yeah. I, we definitely, um, I mean, we have Ren Fair, but that's the closest we get to it. But this is yeah, like on same, a whole other same. level. But like something like that where like you're interacting with somebody and then they get possessed by Lucifer or something. Or no, let's not say Lucifer. Possessed by Crowley or whatever. Like that would be extremely dope to me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, and also, um, you know because we're talking about season 13, um, maybe you could have a thing where people could get up. You have a church set and people could get attached to wires and then basically reenact the wire fight, but get pictures of them. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Just string me up. Just put me in some ropes and bondage gear with Jensen Ackles. I'll I'll figure the rest out. Y'all can leave. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) We got it. Don't work. We don't need your help. Like, Go away, safety man. We got this. We got this under control. Um, and of course, like driving the Impala or being in the Impala, which I know that that exists now. Like, I think the creation does some stuff where you can go in to get replica cars or picture shots and all that stuff. So I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe a, um, an Impala roller coaster would be better than the racist truck roller coaster. But, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the brains like of that. the operation. We, we know you like that car. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get to that in our, uh, uh, commentary. Me too. Um, and that's it. We're done. Everybody. We, we, we managed up? to get through it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else to say about supernatural ever. So I'm good. Are we done? Yeah, that's it. So we decided right just right now. Season fourteen and fifteen are uh, not happening. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> no. no um, oh, does that mean you do Buffy now? No. Yeah, we're gonna call <laughs> somebody. Find us. Find us a show that has a season fourteen and fifteen, and we'll cover those instead. <laughs> Without without context, did I, Chris? Did I tell you? Emergency uh, room. Did I tell you that we broke our podcast website the other day? What did we do? So our our friend Judy from the Discord pointed out. So I divide all of the episodes up into seasons. So like if someone's looking for season five episodes, they can click on season five and it goes right there. iTunes rolled out support for that years ago, so you could do seasons of podcast. I don't think they expected. I don't think our podcast was expected for someone to have 13 seasons. So like it literally broke the UI. You couldn't scroll over oh past season eight. So I, when Judy pointed out to me, I like sent in a support ticket. I'm like, Hey, I know this is real dumb. And the dude literally wrote me back and was like, yeah, you're the only podcast with more than eight. We've never had this before. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they fixed it. So it works now. So you can go to the website. Um, great. Yeah. Great. Super good. 
I don't think does any other show have season thirteen or fourteen that's not like Oh yeah. Ellie Law or something? Um, or, uh CSI. Emergency room? Okay, yeah. Crazy crazy autonomy? No, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> my I'm pretty sure my entire family still watches that show. <laughs> what do you mean st- <laughs> like, think about it like Sorry. Go ahead. Grey's Anatomy um, is still on, dude. It's on right now. It's, it's like airing right I now. I don't believe you. This is all made up. That's like, like there's a new season that just started. Because <laughs> my grandmother, my grandmother always has the TV on it. It just constantly, it does, she doesn't watch Grey's Anatomy. She's 150 years old, but um, there's a, there's always commercials for, for Grey's Anatomy on. <laughs> it's, it's insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. C- can I bring the mood down a little bit? Sure. Um, Do it. I think with Supernatural ending, something like this where you get so many seasons with like long seasons with over 20 episodes this is going to die out like yeah. Supernatural is going to be one of the last shows basically who's going to do that yeah we, we've seen this with the okay. netflix like giving stuff like three seasons yeah. and that's pretty much about it um and i think that that's going to be like a a model going forward and like i have this thing in my head too where i'm i, I kind of like that like i love supernatural don't get me wrong and i love that there's a, a ton of supernatural to watch um but I look at shows that are a little bit, I don't want to say higher quality, but like higher ambitions, maybe Um, like stuff like Legion Mm -hmm. where they are, they're coming in and they're like, yes, this is the story we want to tell. This is the thing that we want to do. And then we want to get the fuck out. And I, that nowadays appeals to me. Like, I don't know that I would start supernatural nowadays. Y'all to be honest with you, like, like Mm -hmm. seeing 15 seasons of something that's daunting as hell right now. Like I just, I mean, I did read 15 books of a fantasy series on like a month and a half. So maybe I'm being hypocritical right now, but (laughs) (laughs) time to reread Dresden again, everybody. Another book came out. Um, But yeah, I I do think that's that. Like, I think some shows will, will get sacrificed on that, but I don't know. I I don't know. I'm torn about that, I guess. Hmm. I don't like it. I like, I think I like more that shows end on their own terms. Like, you know, Parks and Rec or uh, um, The Good Place, things like that, actually ending where they want to end and having an actual ending, I think, are good. I was always really paranoid with Supernatural that they'd be like, yeah, we're not going to renew it. Michael is is, has Dean. See see in 10 years when we rebeat the show with teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I was always really scared of that. So, Yeah, could have happened at any time. All right, let's wrap it up. Saskia. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's super late o'clock where you are, and we very, very much appreciate yeah. your time. No worries. It was absolutely an amazing experience. I loved it. You were super funny. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for doing the Discord because I guess in pandemic times, this is definitely something that a lot of people have enjoyed and needed. Um, yeah. Rock on, I guess. Do you have it? I don't know. Like, I'm so awkward with like <laughs> no, no, that no. kind of stuff. I don't know. Just bye. Just hang up. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being a part of the community. Yes. And, and, and hanging out in the Discord mm-hmm. and, and all that. So you're just as much a part of this as we are. So, you know, thanks. No, now I've guessed that I can vanish, I guess. That's true. <laughs> do you uh, do you have any <laughs> online presence that you'd like to plug? Or do you have anything, any any favorite things that you would like to shout out on the, while you're here? Uh. Not really. I try to stay out of social media, but uh, if someone joins the Discord, I'm dear without. Find me there. Excellent. Um, yeah. Please don't stalk me anywhere else. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can join the Discord by going to patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, not only do you get access to the Discord, you get access to episodes of the podcast early and exclusive content and all sorts of goodies. Uh, Chris, 
What's Thank up? you for fighting through your flu-like symptoms and doing a two-and-a-half-hour hey, podcast with me tonight, man. Okay. I appreciate that. It's okay. Uh, sweat. Thank you for everybody who wrote in. We so much appreciate everybody who sent in comments. If your comment didn't make it through, it's my fault. I tried to get all of them, but I, I may have missed some. Um, so you can blame me and just send it in again. I probably won't even notice. You could send the exact same thing in again. I'd be like, this looks familiar, but I'm just crazy. Um, uh, don't forget, we have a bunch of new merch. Uh, including, hey, that's something that you can plug, Saskia. You, you, you designed one of our shirts for us. I did. Yeah. Bunker the Boys. Bunker Boys. Um, which actually, like, so I ordered my own T-shirt, mm-hmm. but because it's so expensive at the moment to send stuff from the U.S. to the U.K., um, I had it sent to my parents in Germany and it arrived today and my mom was absolutely blown away that I would do something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So cool. Shouts to Saskia's mom, everybody. Um, but that's it's an extremely cool design. I have the magnet up on the fridge right now next to Winchester Payne and the I don't I, I don't, I don't want to date you, Sam, Winchester from Rowena. So anyway, we've been going on too long. I'm rambling. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with season 14. Uh, oh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, which would be Thursday, we're going to try to do a live stream of the season 14 video and music on YouTube on Sunday, which would be March. No, that's not right. April? May. <laughs> what day is May. It, everybody? May. Uh, it May. would be May 2nd. Um, so if you want to come hang out with us on May 2nd, watch our social media. I'll be plugging it over there. Bye. We're, we're gone. See, say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Did you do it? We did it. We did Two it. Two and a half hours. We did a, po- we did a podcast. Amazing. I always forget that the I think, feedback episodes are so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this is how podcasting works. I see. Yes. My is fever it? is gone. It's just every part of my body hurts. But I think I'll take that over the fever because it's more natural. Well, go go get some rest, my dude. Um, I can't wait to lay down, dude. It's going to be tight as hell. I'm going to go have uh, an alcoholic beverage. And, and watch oh, and watch excellent. British reality shows because that's my life. Excellent. In pandemic times. Oh, is it still like is it still pottery or is it baking out or sewing? Which one? Uh, are you we have we have restarted Taskmaster. So <laughs> <laughs> we watched all. I think there's like eleven seasons of it, and we've watched all of it. And now we just were like, let's go back to season one. Let's see what James what is Whittacombe Taskmaster? is up to. It's very funny. Hmm? What is that? Is it a? Is it a? What's the premise? You don't have, you don't have to get into it, but no, no, it's 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 quick. So there's a it's a panel of comedians. There's like five of them, I think, um, and it's hosted by a guy named Greg Davies, who is the quote unquote taskmaster. He assigns them all these ridiculous tasks, and they have they film it over the course of a couple of months. Um, they cut videos, and, and then in the studio they watch the videos, uh, which are always extremely funny. And then he gives them points based on how well they did in the videos, and it's always. I don't know. Like I'm like it, I don't know why I like these British. If this was a, they, they did the show in America and it fucking sucked. It was terrible. Reggie Watts hosted oh, no. it. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, like everybody on there is so fun and charming, and the videos are ridiculous, and the tasks are so <laughs> off the wall. American just, reality TV is so soulless. It it's is so dude. it's shitty. so bad. Yeah, we were uh, Top Chef just started back up, and we've been so we we watch a bunch of like great British, great pottery, whatever. Um, and, and the big difference is like. And the British reality stuff, there's no real reward at all. Like, there's no money. Like, in the Great British Bake Off, you can win that show and you get a cake tray. 
That's it. <laughs> and in Top Chef, so it's you're like... So you're just doing it for the love of it. You're doing it for the love and, like, maybe some some fame at the other end, possibly. But, like, like maybe you get a cookbook out of the deal or a TV deal or whatever. But, like, really, you're just doing it because you want to cook and you're having a good time. And, like, yeah. in Top Chef, it's like, if you cook this dish well, you'll get $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I had, a, I had a friend on uh, on Hell's Kitchen, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he went on to have a very, very successful cooking career. He's been a chef at all these prestigious restaurants in, in New England. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. I think he was top five on that show. Damn. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hmm. Enough blabbering. Um, I'm going to upload my audio, and I'm going to call it a night. Chris. Micro- Mike, can you hear me? Hey. Okay. That was actually my fault because I was recording from Chrome last night. Oh, oh, yeah. Discord reads my headphones as, um, or my microphone as my headphones. So it gets a little mixed up sometimes. Hey, don't we all get a little mixed up? Ain't that the truth? Boy, you sound fucking miserable. Dude, I got like a full on fever right now. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, I'm hoping that like as we talk and like. I don't know, like, my, get my blood flowing, I guess. I'll kind of, like, be okay. I've had, like, hardcore aches and chills all day. Like, couldn't get out of bed. Um, and then about an hour ago, it turned to what I assume is a fever. I don't, I didn't check the thermometer. Um, but I'm on fire. SN Fuego. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. I can only assume I have a, a fever, which I, I'm hoping is a good sign. Meaning, like, I'm, I'm fighting off, you know, the last of it. What a what a miserable timing this is. Yeah, I can't believe I agreed to this. <laughs> I can't either. You can make, I thought you were going to make me do it with Saskia alone. Oh, not the... I don't mean the podcast. I mean the vaccine. <laughs> I think... I don't know if maybe it's a little bit of allergies on top of everything. Sure. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to the second one, though. Yeah, that's the one I'm super worried about, because mm-hmm. that's the one that's supposed to kick everybody's ass. So. Mm. I was real confident yesterday because uh, none of it really kicked in until like four, five o'clock in the afternoon. I got it nine in the morning. So, um, and even then, I was like, "Man, I'm just kind of tired, naked. No big deal. I'm about to hit the hay. I'm gonna watch some TVs. No sweat. You know, it's not a problem." Um, some sweat though. <laughs> some sweat. It turns out <laughs> some sweat. Oh my god! Also, like, I'm pretty sure I took Tylenol a little while ago. It was sitting on my bed, <laughs> and okay. I was like, man, I don't know. I think I took it, but I, I didn't want to, like, you know, I don't want to double up, triple up, whatever. Oh, hello. Do we have someone in the chat? We might, there might be, there might be a, a, a new entry into the chat. There's no microphone, though, I assume, so um, Sasuke's just listening in live for the whole okay. episode. <laughs> We'll just pretend that she's here. We'll just pretend. You better be funny on that on that other end. I can hear you furiously typing away, Jeremy. That's me. I'm I'm typing as fast as I can. No, Sasuke, we cannot hear you. Mm-mm. Do I have you muted? I mean, I can't hear her either, so I'm guessing it's a, yeah, uh, yeah. 
just a setting thing. Hey, it, it happens to me like fucking every time we record. Every single so. time we record. So. <laughs> what am I now? Oh, oh, oh shit. There Too much? Is. No, 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 you're, you're good. You're good. Hey. Okay, let me know. Is this good or more or less? Uh, maybe like a little bit more. Like this? Sounds great. More? That's pretty good. Okay, cool. That was my weird uh, Discord setting. Hello, boys. How hello. are you? Hello. No one's ever done the hello, boys, in an accent before. I like that. I know. That's fun. <laughs> it's very supernatural. <laughs> um, I'm doing all right. I have a fever. Uh, so if I sound like I'm um, being a shithead, it's not you. It's it's oh. the um, it's the COVID vaccine <laughs> purging oh, no. my body of sin. So oh, it's not no. you. It's not you. Did you get it today or? I got it yesterday morning. It's kicking my ass now, though. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Is it is it basically like going through COVID again or? If uh, it's like mini COVID. Um, mm. I'm getting like all the symptoms like really quick all at once, except for the coughing and, you know, the stuffiness. So I guess that's a blessing. <laughs> oh, okay. I hope you feel better. And I hope thank you. Now I have to, no, I have to try and act strong. Like I don't care. Cause I did all my complaining to Jeremy already. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm actually fine. Nothing can hurt me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you want me to DM you the, uh, feedback or do you want that on your phone oh i have you blocked hold on let me unblock you oh wow <sighs> yes please dm me okay i don't even we don't even dm in here we don't we dm DM'd, we haven't dm'd since january 26th what were we doing are then? you Was actually that... friends uh it's because I, it looks like i was sending you links to the teleparty so we were doing commentary stuff i don't know why <clears throat> Season 13 feedback. What happened this season? Anybody remember? Fuck, dude. No, not at all. I'm hoping... Sasuke said she watched the finale today, so I'm hoping she can clue us into <laughs> any, anything that happened here, because I don't... I spent all day all, in the... I'm sorry. Go ahead. All the knowledge has left my head. Okay. Good. Um, Perfect. <clears throat> Sasuke, how are you doing today? Um, I'm good. Um... As you as you said, I watched the finale. Not just the finale. I watched the last two episodes today, and it takes a really long time to watch an episode of Supernatural if you're like making notes and and trying to like think about stuff. Like yeah. I appreciate what you're doing a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you get used to it though. Like now, I can just basically type without even looking at the screen and just type all my thoughts out. Um, which is why, oh. I, you know, I spell um, Jody incorrectly all the time because I just, that's where yes. my brain goes. Of, so. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. That's why my notes lately have just become incomprehensible because I was going through this weird phase where I felt like I was never looking at the screen. I wasn't like seeing Supernatural. I was listening to it while I took notes. Um, so I tried to reverse course on that. And now I'm just looking at the screen and never looking at my notes. So then when we go to record, it's just, it's just gibberish. It's garbage. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've been very confusing lately. Like you, you'll say something happened, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Chris yeah. Hosier. You need to be a little bit Who's more specific. Season thirteen, maybe. <laughs> you're watching different shows, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know we usually do a, a pretty lengthy outtake section, but Chris, I don't want to keep you on the mic for longer than necessary. If you're feeling bad, y'all want to oh, just yeah. jump Speaking into it. Speaking of, let me let me start recording. Um, <laughs> oh, oh shit! God. Okay. 
That's, you know, I'll blame it on the fever. Anything weird I say, I'm just going to blame it on the fever. That's fine. That's fine. I'm like a dying man. I hate and, you know, Sam. I could, Christopher Bocher, 2021. I hate Sam. I could, I could confess anything. We don't know. <laughs> I'm not it. in my this right mind. This is your time to shine. Uh-huh. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I've been so normally I, I have a strict diet of only watching Supernatural and no other TV shows, but I've dabbled in about three or four this week. So I'm going to start throwing out all kinds of names, and it's going to be real confusing. Oh, it's be super confusing. I couldn't. You name- can't be doing that, Chris. Like, yeah. Finish. You know what you have to finish, right? I don't have uh, to tell you. Uh, no, you don't have to tell me. I, I will finish Merlin <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day it'll happen. I'm so I'm so torn now because it's like, do I want to start over? Do I? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you still remember anything that's happened? I think so. I don't think it's that complicated. It, it's definitely um, not that complicated. Like, it's kind of the same plots season to season um, mm-hmm. until they get started getting, like, really good in, like, season Until they got a budget. Four. Yeah, until they get... <laughs> so someone handed them a million-dollar check, and they were like, oh, word? We can have yeah. real, 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 real animals now? All right, cool. Yeah, a real dragon. Here. <laughs> they got a real dragon. I'm pretty sure uh, season one, they were just riding around on the little fake horses, like, just with, a, like, a broomstick with a horse on the front of it. Yep. Good for them. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saskia, are you recording uh, now? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been recording the whole time. Um, cool. I actually downloaded Audacity today because I was like, oh, God, I, I'm, I'm not sure I want to get into an Adobe product that I've used maybe once right now. I want something where I have a big button, <laughs> button that basically just says record and then do that thing. Well, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna remind you and Chris to make sure your recording uh, settings are set to the correct microphone because that's something that Chris messes up from time to time. Listen, I've never messed that up before, and there's no mm-hmm. there's no evidence of that. There's no proof. Um, and yeah, I'm good. I tested it before okay. I came on. Cool, 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 cool. Making sure. I also did the thing. Wow, y'all are just fucking showing me out. Oh, I see mm. how this shit is. Um, wow. Well, I- so Saskia will do uh, the I'm Jeremy, I'm Chris, and then you'll do I'm Saskia. Uh, I'll intro the show. We'll talk about, um, we'll ask you like how you came to find Supernatural and all that goodness. Um, we'll mm-hmm. you know, bullshit for a while. We'll get into some season 13 themes. If either one, if any of us can think of anything that happened in the show that we're talking about, <laughs> hopefully we'll have some valid and like interesting conversation about season 13. And then uh, when we wrap that up, We'll do feedback. Um, we have a lot of feedback, but you definitely don't have to hang for feedback if you don't want to. Um, so okay. we can, it'll be kind of up to you because I know it's super late over there. So I don't want to. Isn't it like 10 o'clock where you are or yeah, whatever it, that it is, is in standard time? Yeah. Um, I think Jeremy might have given me the wrong time. Jeremy. That doesn't sound like me at all. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Chris's no, mistake. He organizes everything. So it's yes, yeah. I'm the I'm the details man. No. Chris, how's the it's, music it's video fine. going? Is it, you're doing a good job? Oh, um, <laughs> lots of lots of cast. Don't worry. There's too much cast, guys. We're just don't worry about it. I'm on it. <gasps> oh man. I love it. But um no guys, for real, like I have four pages of notes, like there will be stuff to talk about. All right, good. <laughs> good, we'll, good, let, good. we'll just let you lead the discussion. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's she's the new host. <clears throat> she's the she's new the Bobby. New no, she's not. <laughs> oh! I, I need leadership. I need leadership. Like I can't be the leader. Uh, all right, all right. Um. Oh. Also. Um. If any time you need to take a break or anything or just or whatever, just let us know. It's really easy for yeah. me to drop a marker and edit it out. It's no big deal. Um. 
if there's a, a sneeze or cough or whatever, like don't worry about it yeah. appearing on the mic. I'll I'll drop markers and kind of clean all that stuff up after the fact. Um, okay. And if you if if we get disconnected for any reason, just keep your recording going. Um, don't stop mm-hmm. that, and then we'll figure out the rest of it. And uh, I will edit all that out later or not. Who knows? We don't we don't ever know what I'm going to do. Sometimes <laughs> we just don't know. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> I'll just leave awesome. 20 minutes of silence in the middle of the podcast to <laughs> boost them stats. Yeah. <sighs> That, that's not what I'm afraid of. I'm really afraid I'm going to say something really rude or I don't know, stupid. I mean, um, if, if I s- if I haven't <laughs> killed myself on this podcast yet, I think you'll be okay. There have definitely been times where, uh, d- like, I will let a joke get just a little bit too raw for public consumption, mm-hmm. and I will be mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to edit that out, and I will literally edit out the joke <laughs> and make it like it never happened. So, fear if you- not. If you say anything you don't want in the podcast, yeah, yeah, just let me know after the fine. fact. Um, and if you have a if you have a heated gamer moment, we can take care of that. Don't worry about That's it. That's true. We- <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool, cool. Good to know. Um, I'm a little bit um, not worried or something, but um, maybe there will be a cat appearance later on. A cat? They're sleeping right. They're sleeping oh, right perfect. now. That's perfect. That's perfect. Because I'm talking to someone and they don't understand that mm-hmm. I'm not talking to them. Let's see. Okay, my cat, my cat fled from me twice today. Once. Um, I was on a I was on a conference call for work and my headphones died, so I had to switch to speakerphone. And as soon as he heard my boss's voice, my cat was out of the fucking room. He did not want anything to do with that. And then another oh. time, um, I was walking around the house with a uh, blanket draped around me, um, like a cloak, and he did <laughs> he did not like that whatsoever. He <laughs> oh, flew no. out of the room. I was like, dude, can you please calm down? <laughs> that is hilarious. <clears throat> You're a hundred years old. You've seen it all. Yeah. Rosie has been um, has had an upset stomach all day, so me and Autumn were both Aww. working in our office, and Rosie was on the bed, so she'll just like stand up and go, <coughs> oh yeah, like mm-hmm. a lot, and it's just the grossest sounding thing. You're just on, on 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 pins and needles, waiting for her to just puke all over the bed, and luckily that has not happened yet. But we're I'm just I'm waiting. So yeah, oh, yeah. oh boy, I heard that noise this morning, and I knew which cat cat it was. But I couldn't find anything, and now I'm really. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Now I'm really worried. <laughs> my cat, my cat's really good about that because he'll always do it right at the foot of my stairs where I can't see it, but my foot will find it. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So it's never. It, yeah, I'm never gonna miss it. It's never gonna be in a corner somewhere. Um, mm. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. So considerate. Yeah. It's yeah. Such a nice cats are so good. Cats are so good. Such good mm-hmm. people. Every once in a while, and dogs, I, obviously. I just pulled up the um, season 13 page on the like the shitty wiki that we use and like they just have a mm-hmm. button so that I could join their discord server. Um, mm. And I, I, I don't know. I just sometimes I get the urge to be like, what's up with these guys? What's going on? Is that the, dis- is that the, uh, the wiki that uh, banned us from? Yes, our, yes, uh, yes. Okay. That's the wiki that, that we, we made angry. We need to time. go in there and we need to argue for Dean's virginity. <laughs> There are like eight. Well, that was what it was, right? There are eight uh-huh. versions of the word of the name Charlie. So there's like eight Charlies in this Discord server, which is very funny to me for uh-uh. some reason. Not any oh, you Charles just in them there. You you're in that Discord now. Oh no, it's it's got a little widget, that, so it just says members online, okay. and you can scroll through. Gotcha. So, um, okay. And like it looks like the channels are like shotguns, cake hole. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Perfect. I, Perfect. I think we up, we need to update our names. Like they're not not in that up yet. Okay. Well, we'll turn everything back to Scorpions I, at Saskia's request. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Why? <laughs> it, it's either Scorpions or uh, Sharks. So. 
or it's buff deer. deer. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, buff deer, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Who did we find out was Team Scorps the other day? Nick Fury. Nick Fury's a Scorpio. Oh. Huh. So. It's a scor- it was a Scorpio moon last night. That's what Jess told me anyway. She's, first she said it was a Libra moon, and then she changed her mind. So oh, where, where's, where are the facts, Jess? The horoscope girls can't keep their minds straight. I see how it is. Yeah, come on. Text in us, what uh okay Although, i thought like i don't okay can we just quickly talk about star signs and stuff yeah mm. are, do, do you feel like as scorpios that um you are a little bit like scorpios because people in your life while you were growing up constantly told you how you are supposed to be as a scorpio um people in my life always told me that i was the opposite of what a scorpio usually is I um, see. Except for Autumn, who, like, after we were married for several years, she's like, actually, I've changed my mind. You're exactly like what a Scorpio is. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. That's they, not um, a compliment. It's, not, it's seemingly very <laughs> evil, very um, tempestuous. Uh, yeah, no, everybody always tells me that's exactly what I am. So I have to huh. believe it. <laughs> you got to embrace it. You got to let it give you power, even if it's completely um, uh, make believe. You got to let it give you power because why not? Absolutely. I'll, I'll take all of the power that I can get from anywhere. I'm not I'm exactly. Not, yeah, give me all of the evil, you know, crystals. I need or, this. I need this uh, Scorpio moon to burn off my fucking fever. I bought Which a actually, bat. It might, it might be working. I think it's escaping through my mouth as I talk. If that's, if that's the only way to get sickness, you're in the right business, Chris Mosier. Woo! Uh oh, he's getting excited. I can tell when he yeah, starts clapping. I'm getting. I'm getting Getting jacked up. Let's fucking do this, dude. We got about an hour of this, and he's gonna be like, "I gotta go. I'm dead." Yeah, whenever, whenever I crash, it's like I just found out that my parents died. Like it's, I have no emotional control whatsoever. It's either zero or one hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. that's a Scorpio for you, I guess. That's it. That's it. That's what Scorpio be doing. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's start this podcast, everybody. Okay. 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 So, if, Sasuke, do you have any questions or anything about how we're going to do stuff or anything? Now would be the time to ask. Um, no. Okay. I think I've listened to enough episodes, maybe, I guess. I don't know. You probably know us better than we do. I Definitely know the out. podcast better than we do, because <laughs> we definitely don't know anything about that. Um, I only remember the good bits. <laughs> they're all good. That's the secret, yeah, Cap. that's right. They can't all be good. Sorry. That's wow. Hold on. That's, she's, speak, she's speaking the truth. She's Where, speaking where's the, the where's the band button on here? Hold on. We gotta we gotta remove this. Oh, shit. Uh, that was That's a fast chance, twenty minutes. minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> all right. Oh my god! I punched my mic. Wow, Chris, you waited for right, Sorry. right time. <laughs> Sorry, I brought the hands out. <laughs> Chris, getting too excited. Are you standing okay, today? Okay. By the way. No, I'm sitting down. I'm too weak to stand. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, just to drop a marker here because I keep getting messages and I need oh, no. to find out how to... Um, <laughs> oh, on Discord? Like Discord? Discord is sending me messages. Yeah, and it's very aggressive sometimes. I actually like clicked on, on muting already, but um, I didn't didn't do a thing okay maybe now <laughs> fingers crossed i just i just like muted my friends on there <laughs> hopefully that will work <laughs> just block them all that's what we do it's just block everybody <clears throat> yeah that's what i did do you guys need to take a break or anything chris you holding up all right um yeah let me uh i'll be right back okay
This is fun. So that's good. You're, me. you're doing well. Oh, that's good. Yay. I wasn't quite sure if I could English enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're, everything has been great, so you're fine. Oh, good. Um, Katie asked me whether I could shout out her. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get a bunch of shout outs on like the bottom of every single episode. So <laughs> next season. So she, she doesn't need any shout outs. You can tell her I said that. <laughs> Are you going to put this into the episode and through the outtakes so she can actually hear it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes into the outtakes. Like there's very little that doesn't go into the outtakes. So. <clears throat> okay, cool. Then shout out to my girl, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We've, we've been having uh, a, a fun time doing the, the new song. So we're, it's like probably 95% there right now. We just need to do some volume work and whatnot. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, so that, that short bit I saw on her today um, was very promising. Yeah, yeah it's, it's we've been having a lot of fun. Um, I love doing these little projects. Like there's a point where you start out and you're extremely excited about it, you're writing lyrics and you're making jokes and then you have to mm-hmm. finalize everything. And that's like, super painful. And then, like, the music part mm-hmm. starts, and then that's super fun because you get to hear it for the first time. And then, like, the vocals start happening, and you're like, oh, this is exciting. And then you put all that together, and you realize, like, oh, it's really hard recording a fully original song. <laughs> or not every song, yeah. like, a, a fully original cover, like, a take on this, like, remotely from three different states. And so, like, there's you have to go through all of that weird back and forth. And I don't know. It's just been, it's been a fun time. So. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, like, this could be your second career at some point. Yeah. Just make like 10 videos. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And produce mu- music. Forget the podcast. Just do fan videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, like every single time, like the way that YouTube works, um, it recognizes the melodies in the songs that we use. So it automatically oh, yeah. demonetizes us or we had to have to run like significant ads in there and we wouldn't even get like paid a lot of money. So, um, yeah, mm. I just, I just like, I, I don't know that I have any made to be like a YouTube person. Um, did you YouTube hear what happened like to Sean, real- Chris? Did I tell you about that? No, what happened to him? Um, this is our friend, the lore hunter, Saskia. He does like Dark Souls videos <laughs> or whatever. Um, so he was doing a bunch of Elden Ring stuff. And like he was one of the first people to put up a video when like that leak happened. And it mm-hmm. got crazy amount of views. And it's uh, his entire channel is monetized or whatever. So like he had like $800 or however much money it was in his like YouTube account, right? Just ready to be paid out. Um, and then YouTube decided because the format of the thing that he was doing was daily Elden Ring updates. They decided like, oh, that's just using that's just the same content that you're uploading every day. So we're gonna completely demonetize your channel and you don't get that like eight hundred dollars or whatever. What the they fuck? just like took it. <laughs> and he was like, Are you serious? Like I'm he was literally raising it for charity. Like that was the, the rough part. Holy so, shit. Yeah, it was that's awful. Shitty, so fucking YouTube man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um You're just trying to make a living. Yeah, right. <laughs> our Chrissy say again sorry is that our Chrissy? actually Jeremy can you give me can you give me one second sure I'll be right back I didn't hear what you said Saskia um first of all apologies for sometimes talking into you I find it right. so difficult to like talk with two other people when I can't see them <laughs> um, absolutely Chrissy oh our Chrissy from the discord because the spelling kind of looks like maybe her I believe so. Yeah, uh, I think I I think she had sent in something. I don't know from where, but yeah, I think this is I think this is from Chrissy. Our Chrissy, Discord Chrissy. Mm. Yes, although people join the Discord is fun. Yeah, like there's a bunch of new people that I 
I keep waiting to like I don't know just weird when you see somebody there and you're like I don't know people just change their names or (laughs) (laughs) if I just don't know you I don't know who you are you only like when you can change the names right you don't like it when other people just do it I honestly preferred it that way yes (laughs) well Mm -hmm. I I might take away everybody's ability to change names and just change everybody's name myself oh no (laughs) Sorry, I'm back. My dad, my dad was here and decided he didn't need to use his key. So, um, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Shout out to Gary. Shout out to Gary. Mm-hmm. 